Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello there. June 14th, 2015 is World Blood Donor Day. The theme of this year's campaign is Thank You for Saving My Life. It focuses on thanking blood donors who save lives every day through their blood donations and strongly encourages more people all over the world to donate blood voluntarily and regularly with the slogan, Give Freely, Give Often, Blood Donation Matters. The campaign aims to highlight stories from people whose lives have been saved through blood donation, and there are a million stories of that. As a way of motivating regular blood donors to continue giving blood and people in good health who have never given blood to begin doing so. There are over 108 million blood donations every year and they need more. 65% of blood transfusions in low-income countries are given to children under the age of 5 years old. That's how important this is. The World Health Organization has set the year 2020 as its target for all countries to obtain 100% of their blood supplies from voluntary un paid donors. We can do this. Set out a time to donate blood twice a year. I guarantee you, you will save somebody's life. Okay, now it's time for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete and the Bishop PJ Pop Culture Big Donut Kachopo. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. <laughs> Hold the phone. Hey, brother. This <laughs> is delirious. Delirious. We could make you delirious. Number 234, Walter Payton. Hi, welcome to the program. Streaming, recording live tonight, Thursday, June the 11th at 10 p.m. Live from Comac, New York, Bayside, New York, and Freehold, New Jersey. It's time for it on Love with Count Hi. We're a New York Sports Talk podcast. We're going to be talking about New York sports, properties of New York sports, and uh, lots of other stuff. We have a great show tonight. We have a lot to talk about, Cal and I, and PJ. He's going to be involved. We're going to do a fun load later. It's going to be fun. I promise you that. So, sit back, hang out, 
for New York Sports Talk Nights. No big deal. Get yourself a cup of coffee. Get yourself a piece of cake. It's hot. It's friggin' hot. Get yourself a lemon ice. Get, get yourself a little gelato, maybe. Nice. And uh, sit back as we uh, talk sports for the next uh, six to seven hours. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. That's the end of the song. We were off last week. We're going to get back at it tonight, and we're going to get into sports quickly because we have, well, we just have a lot of Mets to talk about, a lot of Mets to talk about. There's other stuff. We'll talk about other stuff, the NBA Finals, the NHL, Stanley Cup Final, uh, but the Mets. Holy macaroni, the Mets. So let's get right to it. Let's bring in the co-host of the program for episode number 234. He's uh he's leafing through a magazine it looks like. He looks like he's looking at like Ladies Home Journal right now. He looks like my mother circa 1983 just leafing through cooking magazine. Looking for maybe a a, a way to make a a mousse-bouche. <laughs> Mr. Brian Caniva, Galpino, the into my yang. I blew it. The yin to my yang. Damn it. How many times have I said that and I blew it? Hi, Cal. Hi. Hey. How are you? How you feeling? Good. We took last week off. You were sick. Yeah, um, about that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Netanyahu? Thanks for, post- thanks for posting that everywhere, that we took the week off because I was sick. I received uh, text messages from both my sister <laughs> and my mother concerned that something All might I be wrong. All I said was you were a bit under the weather. That's, yeah. I didn't say you were having, uh, you know, an appendectomy. I, it wasn't, I didn't, come on. Well, Are they that alarmist? Well, they were concerned. They hadn't heard from me. Didn't know what was going on. <laughs> they hadn't heard from me in days, and then the next message they get is that I'm under the weather. Yeah, but... Vi- uh, via the Facebook page that they joined. Okay, first of all, couple problems here. Why haven't you talked to your mother? That's first and foremost. Barbara is a wonderful woman. Fair enough. Secondly, I posted it in like a podcast update page. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't say prayers for my buddy Bry. <laughs> I just said you were... You were, I even. I didn't even say under the weather. I said you were a bit under it. Right. Maybe that that might have been what concerned them. They wanted to know what it was. <laughs> are you are you trapped? Well, anyway, everything's fine. Thank now, you. Now Thank you're in you. 127 hours. Now all of a sudden, the sequel. 100, 128 hours. 128 hours. He beat the record. I didn't see that movie. Did you see that movie? No. No. No interest. Any, any desire? Yeah, I was just gonna say. No, I know the story. True story. This is true. Blind superhero? Blind superhero. Uh, yeah, I didn't need to go any further than that. I had it. You you had me at, you had me at he chewed his arm off, or cut his arm off. He like, cut his arm. What was a Spoiler alert. Spo- Whoa, my bad. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> um, you're feeling better. You look good. Your color's yeah. back. Thank you. Thank you. You were, you were a bit peaked well, last week. You didn't see me last week because we didn't do the show. So. I felt it. Hmm. Hey, did you get a haircut? I did. You did? And it's tight. Ooh. It summer is, cut? It is It is shipping off to Paris Island in the morning. <laughs> I went, I, I said to the guy, so my hair was very long, even for, by my standards, very long. Mm. 
And I went with Wesley, of course. And so we're getting haircuts at opposite ends of the barber. And Wesley, like, what? No, like, head one, and the feet? I'm, <laughs> so I'm sitting in one barber chair, and I'm looking in the mirror, and behind me, he's getting his haircut. Mm. It was cute. So that's all I'm going for there. It was, it was, it was cute. So, Did um, take a picture of that? Nobody got a picture of that. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so my guy goes, well, what do you want to do? I usually do a three. On the sides. A three. And I said, you know what? My wife keeps bugging me. Let's do it a little shorter. We go with the two. Now, the, this is my thing with haircuts. I hate haircuts, first of all. I Why? Don't, I don't like sitting still for that long. Oh. It's very difficult for me to sit still for that so long. So you don't like surgery either? No, I'm not a fan. <laughs> Although, if we can anesthetize me for the haircut. For the haircut. I think, I think we're on to something here. Just like a 20-minute, just, you know, like a quick. <laughs> <laughs> just put me under for 20 minutes so um, that's first of all second of all I'm of the belief like you start with the three because you can always go shorter right so why did you go straight to the two you can never go longer ever it's, it's, it's irrefutable <laughs> it's against science You once you go two on the razor can't go three no it's too late so uh, but I said I, I don't know. What do we usually do? He's like, I think we usually do a two or a three. You don't know what you usually do? Don't know. Mm. That's that's a, that's a mistake number one. I'm not a regular haircut guy. How often do you get your haircut? Uh, every three to four months. Three to four months? Yes. <laughs> I did not see that coming. And I see you every week. But you but you just get it like you you've had the same haircut for a long time. It's just a trim of that haircut. Well, no, it's it's it, I let it go long, and then I cut it, and then I let it go long. Yeah, I'm on I'm on I'm on a similar a similar right. program. So that's all it is. But I but I don't have I don't have the time to be getting regular haircuts. No, and we're gonna bring in obviously we need to bring in the Bishop Pop Culture PJ here, the haircut um, expert. Yeah, the haircut our resident haircut expert. Um. And who thinks he's a barber, even though he's not one? Um, I know why. But I, I get it. I probably about the same. Probably every three months. I have to, thankfully, not rubbing it in or anything. My hair still grows very quickly, so it's still it's still coming in there. So that's good. That's good news. Um, so I don't know if it's a. I don't go every like three weeks. You know. Well, let me tell you, I go three to four months, and I know it's a four. Right. What do we and and every single time, same lovely woman. What do we usually do? We do a four. <laughs> you know, you have it written down. You're yeah, ready. Let's, let's do a four. Are you going to a salon or a barber? I go to a salon. I have a hairdresser. You're not going to the one in in Comac Corners, are you? No, there is none in there. Not at Comac Corners. Uh, around the corner from where I grew up, the the there used to be one uh, by right. Branch and Alley's over there. Yeah, there's still one there. I don't go. That's a barber. That's a barber now. That's a barber now. Always a salon when I was a kid. The supercuts at one point too. Then it went to supercuts, I guess. I um I go to a hairdresser. I've been going to the same um salon for over twenty years. Ogilvy Home Perm. <laughs> You're soaking in it. It's salon perm. No, I, think I have that wrong. No, yeah, that's 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 uh, Palmolive, I believe. Right. I was going with Ogilvy Home Perms. Oh. Yes. So, yeah, so it's, so it's, it's very familiar for me. I 20 guess. years. 
20 years, same woman. Two different women. All right. Well, why the switch? Uh, One died. (laughs) It was very hush-hush, actually. No way. Yeah, I would call, you know, I'd like to make an appointment with Jerry for Saturday morning. (laughs) And, and like, uh, um, Jerry's not here anymore. Oh, Jerry won't be uh, won't be back. Right, and I didn't. So I said, okay, how about Jill? Yeah. You went from Jerry to Jill. So I went from Jerry to because I knew I, that was the only other person I knew there. You knew Jill. I knew Jill. So I went to Jill. Had Jill done spot duty before? Maybe once or twice in the maybe. absence of Jerry. Yeah, but then I asked, "How's Jerry doing? What, you know what happened?" And Barry, like, like you know, <laughs> all of a sudden the record scratch, cricket, cricket. <laughs> The uh, the jar of uh, whatever they put the combs in to, to clean. Right, right, the antiseptic, right. Right, yeah. crashes, to, crashes the to the ground. We don't uh, we don't talk about Jerry. So anyway, same thing. I don't mean to hijack your story, but I know it's Not a at all. So and you know it's a four. And you which don't is, know. Which is probably what he usually uses on me. And we skip to a two. So now he gets done with the sides, and he's doing the top, and he finishes the top. And he goes, oh, should we go shorter on the top? And I'm already upset. <laughs> and I never show it. I always tip the same. Uh, you could make me look like Mo, Larry, and Curly. I always tip the same. If the haircut is 15, I give 20. If it's 18, I give 23. I always give five bucks. Wow. It's always the same tip. That's and not commensurate, though. With what? If it's 15, you give 20, that's 33%. If it's 18, you give 23, that's like less. It's less I, of a tip. If it's 18, I give 25. Okay. That's what I meant. You, do you have, do you pull out the conversion chart? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on right here. Wait, 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 <laughs> beep, 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 boop, 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 18. <laughs> um, so I always give either 5 or $7. Uh, good. Because my haircuts are always over 15 or $18. So, and this guy's good in the neighborhood. He's good. So I think, I, I'm, I'm sorry. What would be the difference between a $15 haircut and an $18 haircut? Well, I'll tell you. The place in Bayside here that I've been going to since he opened, he's great. I used to go to the Russians over by my office. <laughs> I don't go to them anymore. Um, they didn't have a salon either. You just no. Went, you just up, went to a like, basement. It's like upstairs. It's upstairs from a bar, and there's okay. always some sort of Russian porn on that makes you really uncomfortable, but a woman working there. And like that's like softcore, like Cinemax, like Russian or Latvian porn or something. But you had grown uncomfortable of that situation. Very uncomfortable. Okay, so now. And I didn't. And the haircuts were a complete crapshoot. Complete. Oh. Like one day the guy would do a magnificent job. I'd go to him three months later. Same guy. Bad day. Bad day. And I'd have to get it fixed. So like (laughs) Teresa would have to do like mop up duty. Yeah, that's so cool. I started going to this guy in Bayside because he was great, and the kids go there. And well, Wesley, Casey can't stand to have his haircut. So, um, and Wesley loves it, <laughs> loves having his haircut. So he gets to the top and he goes, "Too short?" Or, or should we go shorter? I'm like, "Look, buddy, we go shorter. We're gonna have to muster at 0800 to get my kid. It's straight military." And he did like the look at the sideburns, Cal. Look at the sideburns. I don't see him. Exactly. He took him out. Oh. Took him out. <laughs> took him out. He's like, you want me to leave the sideburns? I'm like, you didn't leave the sideburns. You shaved my, my Luke Perry's. Mm. 
Shaved, actually, I have more of a, a Dylan Walsh. Oh, yes. Always have. Well, Brandon Walsh. Uh, Brandon Walsh. There's no such thing as a Dylan Walsh. Yeah, there's no such thing as a Dylan Walsh. I mixed them up. Dylan McKay. Brandon, Brandon Walsh. Walsh. Yes. <laughs> Imagine, though, if you would. A Dylan Walsh. <laughs> a Dylan Walsh. have a Dylan Walsh. That's right. <laughs> it's a combination of brand. Put those hands together, and you got a Dylan Walsh. That is one good-looking, brooding guy. Um... So anyway, yes, haircut, very, very short. The P.S. of the story is they were jam-packed. It was Saturday morning. Guy does great business there. We waited a real long time. But he's got Sports Center up all over the place. It's great. And um, so the guy did Wesley's hair really quick, Cal, and he left sideburns on Wes. <laughs> he left your sideburns on him. He left my – so Wesley has these little – those are Dylan McKay's. He's got little Dylan McKay's. I come home and Teresa goes, he's got – Effing sideburns. What'd you do? What did Danny do? Danny's his haircut guy. Gary's mine. Right. And he goes, boy, Danny must have been in a rush. He left the little sideburns. <laughs> they come down. He looks like Captain Kirk. They're not triangle, though. How could he have sideburns? He doesn't have the, the facial hair. hair, though. Well, his hair had grown over. Oh, from the hair. His ears. Right? Because his hair was real long. So he cut that hair over his ears, like, in the sideburns hilarious it looks awesome that's great oh he looks like he wants to just walk up to you and be like brenda listen bran he's been brooding all week yeah he's been just totally brooding all week he got himself a, a porsche uh push car and he's just totally difficult to deal with and yet lovable at the same time i don't know how he does it unbelievable you want to save him at all times anyway uh so how are you Good. Should we we should bring PJ in. What yeah, happened? I, I tried to bring him I, in, and he didn't want to come in. I feel like. No, I think he was just waiting to finish his peanut butter. Oh, all right, sir. Well, here he is. Without further ado, bring bringing it way down. This is a song I wrote. I was in Nicaragua. Well, I was getting a haircut. Well, I was getting a haircut in Nicaragua. called Nicaraguan haircut. Hi, uh, right. hi, Pete. <laughs> hey, buddy. You know who cuts my hair? Uh, Actually. no. How would we know that? How would, how would I possibly know that? Unless it's a famous well, uh, <laughs> hairdresser. <laughs> right. Like if, he says, if he says right now, Fred Ward. Fred, Fred, Fred Ward. Fred, Fred Willard. That's what I was going for. What are you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm, I'm a mess. Fred Bert Ward? Bert Ward. <laughs> Fred what? Ward's an actor, isn't he? I have no idea. Fred Dreyer. <laughs> uh, Fred Ward is uh, an actor. Yeah, he was Remo Williams, right? Right. That's Fred oh, right. Ward. That's what I was... I was going for Fred Ward. How dare you? Remo Williams cut your uh, hair. <laughs> I've, had, I've had a haircut by, uh, by Chaz Dean, but no. My... My go-to hairstylist for, I don't know, six, seven years was my mother-in-law. Oh, man. Oh. I'm going to go ahead and put a pin in this for the fun load. Is your mother-in-law a hairstylist? (laughs) Yes. Amateur. No, she's pro. She was a pro hairstylist, pro jock. Uh, Yeah, Absolutely. Although, you know, 
it's not like uh, she's got a chair in the house. I mean, I go there and I have to sit on a bucket in the kitchen. Um, classy. It's very classy. It's a good. It's the nice bucket, though. Yeah, I had to let her go, though. We had a good relationship for a couple of years. And then I'm uh, sure that went over really well. You're fired. <laughs> I I will say this yeah. for the listening audience: you have complicated hair. My hair is a complication of of uh, wavy and scraggly, and uh, messy. There's recession. You know. There's <laughs> there's overgrowth right. over it, the years. It's re- you have very it's complicated re- hair. That's right. It's receded. My ears are not symmetrical. I have one ear that's much lower than the other ear. So if you cut the hair above my ear, I look doubly ridiculous. So it's really important that you have to leave a little hair covering the top of my ear. I'm not sure I've ever seen you with a good haircut. How's that? Well, that's nice. That not is a, no, no, not a bad, not a bad haircut. Just like I never, understand. You would look at it and be like, oh, good haircut. Okay, sure. On the advice of a mutual friend of ours, I went to the city and got a $150 haircut in an attempt. Yeah. Yeah. In an attempt to get a better haircut. And it looked exactly the same, only just a little bit higher. Everything looked just a little bit more uh, gravity-defying. Did you was that for the gig? It was it it was it was in the band era and it was part of the uh you know, why don't you stop looking the like you just painted era? your basement? <laughs> the band error. It was the the error of the band. Yeah, it it, it, what, it was a long stop mistake. Look, stop looking at at one point, Cal, we had just guys in the band went like PJ looked exactly like he had just finished painting a basement. We had another guy who looked like he just got off work at PC Richards, like with with, with like the blue polo shirt. Yeah, with like the middle part, the mustache, and the tie. Uh And the tie. I mean, we just we were just we were just we had uh, the drummer with uh, uh, underwater goggles on, just a terrible look. And and I was wearing pants that made me look awfully fay, awfully fay. Oh, bleach bleach blonde hair on the drummer too, and he would always wear shorts. Nothing butch about my the pants that my then girlfriend picked out for me to wear for the gig. Nothing, just fruit of the loom. I don't think you can say that. <laughs> Yet I just did. No, they're actually uh, fruit it's, of, they're actually fruit of the loom yeah. pants. It could cer- it could certainly be said that uh, we were we were very fine musicians. I thought, and we played very very uh, very well together. Yep. We didn't have a clue as to what our what our on stage fashion should have represented. Correct. Not a clue. Correct. No. Nope. It was bad. Yeah, I've never No one seen even knew our bass player was there. He was completely <laughs> camouflaged every night. That's right. Well you know Tom, Cal. You know Tom. Very familiar with him. Very difficult for the six foot two huge Polish redhead to blend into a stage, and yet he did. He's typically yeah. quite conspicuous. But yes, I'll be drunk in the corner, standing. 
Um, well, Peach, I yeah, I was just gonna say I've never seen a haircut on you where I went, oh, that's a good haircut. I just say, oh, you got a haircut. That's right. Oh. It's it's noticeable. That's all it ever is. <laughs> and it's it's it gets more and more complicated as more and more of it leaves me. What's the most you ever <laughs> right? <laughs> What's because the, then you're shifting and moving things. The shifting and there's moving, and if you leave it too long, it looks like a hideous comb over, and if you cut it too short, it looks like you've given up and you're ready to teach high school science. Right. And, and, and uh, get, get, get a button-down shirt where the buttons uh, over the belly are screaming because they're holding the shirt together. They look like <laughs> they look like like if they had two hands, like, ah, I can't hold the shirt together. It must be short sleeve, too. And it's, and short it's sleeve, very too. short sleeve, yes. A button-down short sleeve shirt. Uh, what's the most you've ever paid for a haircut, Cal? In in your twenty years with uh, Jerry and Jill? Uh, fourteen dollars. Has it been fourteen the whole twenty years? Uh, no, no. It's, I mean, inflation, obviously. Sure, but it's right. It currently is sits at fourteen dollars. So, <laughs> it would take me two years to pay one hundred and fifty dollars for haircut. <laughs> it's two J paid in one spot. It's trading at fourteen dollars right now. Yeah. By, by I, the way, Steve, let me tell you this. Since since you are uh, um, going to be closer to me soon, I should yes. let you know that if you if you tip a haircut, if you if you tip for a haircut like that in Jersey, they'll give you a parade. They'll drop they'll, the balloons. They'll smack me, or that's a good that, thing. That's it's that's <laughs> yeah. well beyond. He didn't use air quotes. Sure. Give you a parade. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you come in the back? We'll give you a parade. Is that what they call that's it weird. in Jersey? That's, you'd be a celebrity for that. <laughs> really? He is a celebrity, yes. though. <laughs> You're tipping $7 on an $18 haircut? Your picture would yes. be on the wall. <laughs> yes. Listen, if Steve went into a hair salon in Jersey for a haircut, they would expect him to tip that. <laughs> First of all, they think he's Scott Baio. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh my God, and, Scott Baio's here. And I play along with it. I'm <laughs> like, whoa, wah, wah, wah. What is it? What was uh, Chachi's? He did wah, 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 hey, Angel Face. He did, hey, Angel Face. He did wah, wah, wah. That's what I do. Definitely. <laughs> I play I play right along with it. Bob Blah Blah has a law blog. <laughs> Of course, blah 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 at the law blog. Um, okay, we got to get to sports because it's been 26 oh. America. Well, I spent two minutes uh, promoting blood donation, which, by the way, is a great thing. Everybody should do it. Um, you, should you, prob- you, you should probably do it with the mic on mute next time, because there was the sound of you making coffee. No, I had the mic on mute. <laughs> you couldn't hear it. You could hear it because we were on Skype. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I can still. I had the. The studio on mute. I thought that was the sound of blood being drawn. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this is terrifying. I don't know why he's reading this. Wow. Donate blood. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. It sounds a little something. A little something. (laughs) Like this. Hey, listen. Blood donation. Seriously. Blood donation just... Saved a friend of mine's life. Really did. And it's, it's important. Awesome. Yes. It is awesome. And you should we should all do it voluntarily and not for cash. I'm a um 
there's plenty of other things to donate for cash. Um, <laughs> could never do that either. As broke as I got in college, couldn't do it. Could not donate that other stuff hey. for cash. Hey, I'm just saying, I couldn't. Couldn't do it. Your, Your hair? That's correct. <laughs> I've donated my hair. You have? Yeah. I didn't, oh. have, I didn't have a ton of it. <laughs> you keep, But it has to be a certain length to donate. No, I I did that in um in college. Like I, after we did Godspell, we all got haircuts and oh. and just put it in a bag and donated. Oh. <laughs> Wait I don't a minute, that's how it works. I don't, I don't think they appreciate that. <laughs> like, great, thanks. <laughs> you just put it in an envelope marked cancer <laughs> and drop it in the box. <laughs> hey, give give this to the cancer. <laughs> yeah, genius. I, Is that I'm lots sure. of love? He did lots of love. Yeah, it was some sort of organ. It was an organized activity where we all went and and he, donated he, our hair. He, he, John. What do you make of this this bag of hair clippings? <laughs> what What are we supposed to do with this? I don't. I don't know. It's. I I think the sentiment is lovely, <laughs> but what the what the hell am I supposed to do with it? Um. All right. Let's just <laughs> tape it to the alopecia lady. <laughs> and they swept up the hair from the floor, put it in a Ziploc bag, and you felt like big shots because you were donating your hair. <laughs> and I dropped it in the mail. The mail. <laughs> I put uh. <laughs> care of Jerry Lewis. <laughs> He's not even, that's not even a cancer donate. That's not even, that's, that's muscular dystrophy. What's the matter with you? Charity. What's <laughs> wrong charity? Care of Danny K. Marlo Thomas. Should have sent it to Marlo Thomas. Yes. I sent it to Sally Struthers for the kids. Mr. Lewis, this envelope of hair came for you. <laughs> well, it is a lovely thought. Uh, all right, let's get to, let's get to sports, please, please. Yeah, we were uh, we were off last week, so thank you for indulging us. Our, our thirty minutes of fun. That's right. I was sick last week. Were you? Yeah. So somebody had the gall to post that all over Facebook. Who who would have done such a thing? Well, call your mother, and then we won't have this problem. All right. I, I I I did the next day. I had to. I had no choice. They put out an APB on you. Send me a text. <laughs> and what's more, she sent it at night, and I had fallen asleep already. So she had to wait until the next morning to even get a response. She didn't even know what was going on. What could he be under? <laughs> um, Cal, there's so much to talk about in the sports world. There's the NBA Finals. There's the Stanley Cup Final. Did you notice that they... Word them differently? We talked about this. When? Didn't we talk about this? I don't remember ever talking about this. In five and a half years, 235 shows, I don't remember ever talking about it. Oh, that's strange. Because I, ju- I just noticed it. I did, I, somebody asked the question, why is it the Stanley Cup final and the NBA finals? I, I, we have never discussed this. In fact, I only noticed it the other day because Dan Saracini from Lighthouse Hockey pointed it out and said, stop calling it the NHL Finals, it's the NHL Final. Right. 
and because I, you're playing for a singular trophy. Trophy. So why is it the NBA Finals? Because they're wrong? Yes. <laughs> Correct. When it's hockey versus anything, hockey wins. That's correct. Um, no, but uh, so those are going on. Have you watched either? Yeah, yes, as a matter of fact. Well, I tell, have. Tell me about that. What do you want to know? I want to know, first, your impressions on uh, the, the Stanley Cup Finals with the Blackhawks, the Lightning. Uh, it's been a great series, I feel like. It's been a, it's been a really great series. I didn't, I didn't watch a lot of last night's game. Yeah, but I watched I watched a, a real good majority of the first three games, and it's been fascinating. Two great teams, right? Tampa we're very familiar with here in the East because we saw them play all year. We saw them play the Islanders earlier in the year, and then we saw all seven games of the Ranger series. Well, you didn't. I well, I, I well I I peeked in right. time to time, but um, it's been a, it's been a great series, and this whole this whole situation with Ben Bishop, the goalie, is yeah. really fascinating. Well, that's one of the things that I wanted to just bring up real quickly about the NHL and and a playoff series that sort of is unique to. It's not unique to hockey because it happens in baseball. I feel like with a pitcher, so it can happen with like a star pitcher in a seven game series, like in the World Series, where that pitcher gets taken out in like the fifth inning of a game or, you know, that like a, a pitcher who's gotten you there can be, or even a player, like even a star player, like goes into a slump and you have to do something about it by like game five. Right. You know, like A-Rod a couple of years ago with the, you know, against the Tigers in the playoffs, like they dropped A-Rod to like the nine hole. Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 it goes on in an NHL series with a goalie and it's fascinating because it's game to game. Like, Who's going to start? I don't know. Maybe he'll start Bishop tonight. Has he lost his confidence by pulling him? Did he give him his confidence back by putting him back in? Like, Yeah, the thing with Bishop, though, is that he's been hurt. Yes. No, I mean, he's been dinged up, but he he, he was also – there were performance issues as well. In I, the Ranger series, not in the, in the final. I feel like, though, in that game too, Cal, that he he might have been coming out of that game anyway. I don't – I just don't get that, that the coach – I don't know. I, I feel like they're always ready to pull him. Game two was Saturday night. Was it game, is it game two I'm thinking of, or is that the game he came in, went out, came back in, and went out? He, well, that was, yeah, that was game two. And they kept doing it, and it was in the third period of a tie game in the Stanley Cup final. Never seen that. No, I've never seen that either. And in fact, people speculated he was having bowel issues. And that's the reason why. Which is rough. Well... You got the craps in the Stanley Cup Finals. And then in Game 3, he was banged up. Right. But they won both those games. They won two and three. Yes. Yeah, they did. And then Vasilevsky played last night in Game 4. And they lost, right. And they lost, but he played a really good played game. Played really well, yep. So it's just, it's just really fascinating what's going on with them. And it's been a great series. Now it's a best of three. Yep. All you can ask for. I mean, out of a Stanley Cup Final. These are two, you know, I, I hate to use evenly matched. But you, Why? because it's it's sort of trite and and maybe a little cliche, but what? to say that. But they, well, here's what I will say, and I said this to you in regard to the Islanders, right? So you were talking about the idea of like, I don't know. You're watching these Stanley Cup final games. I don't know if the Islanders can get there next year. I, you know, or I can't env- I can't envision them playing at this level. I think is what you said, right? Yeah, I don't I don't see I can't see them being on this level right right. Now. 
And I and all I said was I I understand that I don't know if they can get there either. But you're also watching the two best teams in hockey play at the highest level right now. Like this, these, and that's what I would rather say than um, evenly matched teams. Like these two teams are playing at an extraordinarily high level. They just came off two tough series. They just came off, you know, they beat teams that many said maybe were better than them. Um, you know, the, the 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 Lightning beat the President's Trophy winners. They beat the best team in hockey to get there. These are two teams that are playing a very high level of hockey right now. Mm-hmm. And so that's the the difference to me. I don't know if the Islanders can get there either. I can't really envision it, but it's also the top of the top. Mm. You know, so that's high. It, it is. It's just it's it. This is the best hockey you're going to see. Even if it's even when it's sloppy, it's like still the best hockey you're going to see because they're playing. Guys are playing at at such a high level. I love it. I do love it. It is, and and you know how I told you I couldn't be I couldn't watch hockey for yeah. for the longest time. It um this series brought me back in. I was just gonna say you you just said like you didn't watch like very little of the Rangers series. I watched I watched none of the Capitals and Rangers. None of the no I watched none. very little of that too though. None, and I watched very little of the Lightning and Rangers. Yeah, you said it on the show. You said, and you've been saying to me for weeks, I can't watch hockey. It's too. I watched I watched Game Seven. Of that Rangers. Of oh, the Rangers, yeah. I well, did, I did watch that. That's that's because we're at the rooting against point. Right. Um. But but now I, I there's enough to, and because the hockey playoffs are so damn long, it's been two months since the Islanders have played a game. That's correct. So I I have moved on a little bit and and I'm glad I have because it's been it's been great uh great theater. <laughs> theater. Theater. Um. Let's move over to the NBA finals quickly. Have you watched any of the NBA Finals? I have. I'm watching it now, as a matter of fact. Um, interesting. I have not. Yeah, but, you know. But I'm watching highlights. It's this. What LeBron James is doing is is incredible. It's sort of epic, huh? It's in, it, it's just incredible when you look at the team that's around him, right? And you look at the circumstances that brought him back to Cleveland, and and. I I tell you I I had I wouldn't give him the time of day when he left Cleveland to go to Miami because I thought he handled it all wrong. Yeah. All just completely completely wrong. Yeah. Um but I think he's handled everything Sick. as wrong as he handled that, he's handled everything right this year in his return. Is this his fifth straight final? His fifth straight final. The only, the only thing I'm not crazy about the fact that he seems to like to throw his coach under the bus. Yeah. Whenever, whenever possible, but that's that's what goes on in the NBA these days with the yeah. stars. Yeah. It's just been incredible what he's doing. What do you make of Steph Curry? Um, it's you know he's it's the first time he's in the spotlight. Right. You know he had a really bad game the other night. He had a John yeah. Starks game. He was yeah, it was terrible. As I said, I've been watching the highlights and sort of keeping up with the series. I just haven't watched. Are like, you keeping up with the Joneses? <clears throat> I am. How about the Kardashians? Nope. Mr. Jones and me. Fair enough. I'm keeping yeah, up with I, the Currys. The cur- Ooh. I was interested in this series because... And, and interested in an NBA series for me equals I'll check the highlights. Right. Um, because you have two of the best players in the game. You have you know one of the best teams in the game. Um, it was an interesting matchup, I thought. 
Um, but I still can't watch an NBA game, Cal. I don't know what happened. No, it's it's you know I I'm just I'm wrapped up in the LeBron James storyline. I'm wrapped up in the fact that it's the finals. But it, to me, you're right. It's a tough game to watch. I don't I don't I I wish that hadn't happened to me. I really do. Although I don't just don't have room in my life for it anyway. Yeah. But ah, I I just can't. I can't do it. I lose interest almost immediately. What if you were? To, what if you were to watch the last three minutes of a tie game? I'd, I'd have to. That would have to be it. Could you watch that? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yes. In fact, if I'm going to watch a series, I'm just going to watch the last five minutes of every game. Do you want <clears throat> me to watch the full game and then alert you if there are three minutes left in a tie game? Yes. Okay. Via text message. And smoke signal. Got it. Can you send out a smoke signal? I don't have, no, I don't have the, you don't have the materials to, to make that happen. <laughs> I can't. I can probably Emma, you, Julia, start weaving a blanket I could, <laughs> and gather, gather loose wood. Rub these rocks together. Twigs. Let's go. Set up a fire pit. I got smoke signals to send. I will send you a smoke emoji. How's that? <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> And again, Emma, Julia, I need to send a smoke <laughs> emoji to Steve. How do I do that? <laughs> and then they'll present me with seven different types of smoke. That's emojis. right. Well, do you want a Disney one? Do you want a ballerina one? Do you want a modern dance one? I don't, I don't know. Giving the middle finger. I have no idea what uh, <laughs> your children are. They don't in. sound anything like that. Well, and I have no idea what they're into. No possible idea. Uh, dance. Well, I know, th- I know that. I'm hey, saying... That's all you need to know. That's that's pretty pop, much... Pop culture-wise, I have no idea. Bethany Moda? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> Clicks and buzzes over here, buddy. PG, PJ knows. PJ, PJ. Didn't PJ's daughter take a picture with somebody of note? Cimarelli. Oh. Well, then. The band Cimarelli. Cimarelli. That's a band? It's a family. It's a family band. Yes, like the Partridge family. Just like the Partridge family. <laughs> they travel around in a bus <laughs> with Reuben Kincaid. With Reuben Kincaid, their manager, inexplicably, who's been dead for like twenty-two years. No, is that true? I I feel like he's not with us anymore. Hmm. What's his name? Reuben Kincaid. <laughs> no, what's that actor's name? Um, oh man, I can see his face. Of course he can with the comb over. He had the... Dick Van Patten. Is that... No. <laughs> That's not Dick Van Patten. What's the matter with you? Dick Van Patten was the father on Eight is Enough. Right. That was Dick Van No, no. Reuben Kincaid was like a Jerry Dave. something. He was a Dave something. <laughs> the only Dave... How many famous Daves can you think of? Famous besides the barbecue place? Besides Famous Dave's Barbecue. I can name one Famous Dave's. <laughs> it's over on 347. No. Next to uh, Carabba's Italian Grill. I can name... Can you name Dave me five... Dave Madden was Reuben Kincaid. Dave, Dave Madden. Madden. There you go. Wow, Cal. Thank so you, you Peach. Want to, what do you want to name five Famous Dave's? Nice needle drop, Peach. Scorsese-esque. Um... Yes. Not David's? Not David's. Mm. 
That makes it much more. That makes it much more difficult. Right. Hmm. I'll allow Dave Matthews, since he since he was in uh, he's in a couple of movies there. What was the the ah, Win Dixie? Oh, so you want you want five famous Dave? They have to be actors. Actors, yes. Dave, Dave Matthews was in For the Love of Winn-Dixie. I will allow it. Okay. That's difficult. It is, right? Dave Coulier? Yeah. Okay. It counts. So Full House, Dave Coulier. Right. There's not a lot, I'm telling you. I know. I'm thinking right now, and it's hard. There's David Niven, but that's David. No one da- ever, I mean, David, no one, there's plenty of Davids. No David one Duchovny. Ever, no one ever called him Dave. Dave Niven. <laughs> Dave Niven. Good old Dave Niven. You remember him. He's a fantastic actor, Dave Niven. It's wonderful. Um, yeah, it doesn't work. Dave Foley. Dave Foley. That's well a good done. one. Wow, I. Well that's only two. It's hard. And that counts the three if you count Dave Matthews. <laughs> that's right. If we're counting for the love of Win Dixie, which is a stretch, a huge stretch. Dave. Dave Franco. Who's who's that now? James, James Franco's brother. James, James Franco's brother, Dave Franco? Dave Franco. He's an actor. What's he in? He was in... Um... <laughs> that sounds like a completely made-up person. No. Dave Franco is an actual person. He's an actor. He was in... What the heck? 21 Jump Street. He was in 21 Jump Street, the movie. Okay. We'll allow it. He's a real... That's kind of you to allow the fact that this man <laughs> is a real actor. I need to see more credits. He's in the he's in the the James Franco, uh, Jason Siegel. Oh, he's in that circle. Judd Apatow. Yeah, he's part of that tree. I thought you were going to say he was in the Dave Matthews circle. He was in the <laughs> Dave Matthews band. He plays he plays violin. <laughs> Under the table and dreaming. We need one more Dave. Monkey. Why does Dave Matthews have monkey in so many songs? Everything. I don't know. Monkey. Monkey. <laughs> That's a pretty good Dave Matthews, by the way. Um, Peach, do you have a famous Dave? Dave <laughs> Bautista from Guardians of the Galaxy. Nobody's ever heard of him. Stop making up actors. No, he's real. Now nah, I know. Dave Bautista, that's a good one. Okay, so that's five. Yeah, I used tough, IMDb tough. to get that one, though. Yeah, tough to get there. That's the only... Wow. I don't know, Dave Niven. Dave Niven. <laughs> Dave Carradine. Dave Carradine. I got a cousin, Dave. Dave. He's quite a character. Dave Duchovny. The only reason I know this and thought of this is when considering names for the children, we we never considered David seriously, but Teresa and I had an entire conversation about there's no actor named Dave. There's very few actors named Dave. Hmm. Well, we just came up with five. Davy Jones? Davy? Does he count? There's there's a lot of athletes named Dave, though. A lot of athletes named Dave, yes. You could probably come up with five athletes right right away. Dave Dave. Magadan? Right. Dave... Dave Collins? Dave Kingman, my favorite player of all time. Um, David Arthur Kingman? Dave Uh, Dewerson? Dave Dewerson? Yeah, you could no athletes uh, the because Dave works for an athlete doesn't work for an actor as much. I feel like right, that's strange. It is. 
one of those names. Okay, so back to the uh, the NBA Finals. Yeah, just real quick. So they're playing Game Five tonight. Four, Game Four, and the and the Cavs are up two games to one coming into tonight. Right, and the Warriors are up by nine in the third quarter. You just like it's the third quarter with seven minutes left. That's like doesn't even exist. Doesn't even mean doesn't mean a thing. They could be up twenty nine. It doesn't matter. It could be House Hunters on A and E. Would be the same thing. Right? I tell you, I'd be watching House Hunters. You watch that on HD TV? You mean? Is it on HD? I yes, it's not on A and E. Yeah, it's You're not right. on A and E. That's like a really dramatic House Hunters on A and E. On AMC. Right. <laughs> House Hunters. <laughs> that's yeah. That's that's super dramatic. That's, that's. Will they choose the cape? The haunted cape. <laughs> or the low, the low budget crack house. I never watch. I never watch that. By the way. House Hunters? Never. You own a home. So there's no reason to watch it, I guess. That's, that that's, cor- that's correct. Or is there no reason or I'm just not allowed? It could be, could be one or the other. It's blo- like I put it on and I get a black screen and that's just right. white letters. You already own a home. This program is unavailable. <laughs> you can watch like uh, Property Brothers. I can watch other... Because <laughs> they're... Re- they're re- or not even Property Brothers because you already own a home. What's with this tiny house nation? You seen that? No. It's all about it's all about tiny houses, like really tiny houses. Like I, I, I couldn't even tell you what the square feet of it is, but it's like I've heard it. I've heard of it. I haven't watched it. Like you're not, talking about like a hundred, hundred and fifty square foot house. Yeah, right. Not not for small people. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's for it's it's for full size people. Yeah, and it's a it's a, it's a and a, like like a room is the size of a six foot person laying down. Right, and and it's all about converting that space into, you know, well this the, this little corner is our kitchen and our living room, and it also serves as the solarium. Right, it's really. <laughs> what is a solarium? Don't know. Not sure. It must harness solar energy. I would think. To I feel like a solarium is a uh, like a garden type thing. Yeah. Maybe. With a lot of uh, aluminum panels. Don't you love how I just throw words out there sometimes? In Solarium. It's not even a word. And just throw, it, just throw it a dart at the board. Sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. At the board of words? But I say it with such authority. That's the yeah. key. That sounded like you knew what you were saying. Sure. Nah. Um, I want to watch Tiny House Nation. Yeah, you should watch it. It's, it's fascinating. <laughs> You're not Are allowed you to watch House Hunters. <laughs> like, no, sorry, sir. You own, please, please, please tune back in when we do refurbish, <laughs> refurbish shows, please. Those are all you're allowed to watch. The big one in our house, uh, not for me, but for my wife, has been Married at First Sight, where they not familiar. They essentially arrange marriages. Great. And well, that, but not to be confused with the reality show Arranged, <laughs> which is about arranged marriages. So this is a trend. That's that seems to be the trend on uh, on A and E. No, on uh, on good old A and E. It's on A and E. Yeah, no, they take two people, never met each other. First time they meet is the day of their wedding, and they have to stay together for three months. And at the end of the three months, the psychiatrists or psychologists sit them down, talk about the experiment, and if they want to continue to stay married. 
or if they'll go their separate ways. This is this is a real thing. That's a real thing. It's not a, it's not an SNL skit. It's a real thing. Um, in the, the the season that just ended, there were three couples. Two of them stayed married. One couple said no. Thank parted you. ways. Do they get to have like a wedding? Uh, yeah, it's a full like, wedding. Like they have like a party and it's a as full a reception with and vows before a priest and yeah, they, it's, their family there and everything. Everything. And everything. Families meet for the first time. Everything. First time day of the wedding. And how are they picking these people to be married? Is it at random? Are they using uh, the the lottery balls that they use that they draw on Channel Eleven for the I Daily believe, Three? I don't know. I think it's just a. I think it is literally arranged where they just pick two people that have submitted an application. Or are, they, are they trying to match them up? I think there's probably some method to it, like personality-wise, or or for better TV. Right, their personalities are not That's compatible. compatible. Right, and let's watch the sparks fly. So let's put Rachel Maddow and Bill O'Reilly at the altar and see what happens. Right. Watch what happens. That would be unbelievable television, by the way. That would be <laughs> that would set records that would never be broken ever if they were on that show. That would be the greatest television of all time. She's an outspoken liberal talk show host. <laughs> And he's a crotchety conservative. <laughs> Watch what happens. And at the end of three months, they'd both be dead. And then you get the graphic of the two of them as like cardboard cutouts bouncing back and right. forth with music. That show sounds uh, hideous. Yeah, it's awful. And, the only, the and only, fascinating. <laughs> the, the only redeeming part is that at the end when they decide that, uh, that we're, we're going to go our separate ways, right. Journey comes and plays the song. Wait, what? Journey's actually there. What now? Playing the song separately. The, the band Journey? The band Journey, yeah. No, this that's not real. No, that's not real. Oh. <laughs> I could buy it. I feel like you were buying it for a second. I totally was buying it. What is Journey? Not. What is Steve Perry doing these days that he couldn't do that or wouldn't do that? Right? Do you want to... Are, will the two of you stay married or will you go your separate ways? Bam, bam, bam. Right. Who is sorry? Uh, guys playing the piano on the on the wall. Right. <laughs> this is the air instrument video. Probably the greatest air instrument video ever. Or at One least of. least top three. <laughs> the sad fact is there's a number of air air instrument videos. A number to choose from. From that era, there's a good there's a good fifteen that yeah. we could probably look up online and have to choose from. Air instruments, yes, exactly. Um, okay, let's get on to the Mets, shall we? I, I yeah, and I've been I I apologize. I've been trying to avoid it. That's why I've been bringing up these ridiculous <laughs> tiny non-sports related. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's roll up our sleeves. All right. The um. Here's how I want to unpack this, Bry. So we're 60 games in, I guess? 61 after tonight. Right, and they won tonight. Uh, spoiler alert. Walk off. They walk off a victory 5-4 to four over the San Francisco Giants after getting no hit and then tarred, uh, having their ace destroyed. Um, uh, yesterday, uh, John Neese gives up two runs in the first, settles down, 
uh, enough to keep them in the ball game, and they win the game five to four. Um, here's why we want to talk about the Mets. There's a fascinating um, uh, phenomenon happening right now when it comes to Met fans and Yankee fans. So they, they stand at 61 games. They are what 32 and 29. Three games over 500, um, but they were at one point 10 games over 500, 13 and three. Since that point, they are 19 and 26. The, that's right. Yeah, that's no. I'm shaking my head like that's that's awful. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, the interesting phenomenon is we're being told uh, as Met fans by many of our friends most of them Yankee fans, that we are too negative uh, about this team. They're in first place, or were a half game out coming into tonight. How can you complain? You would have signed for this on June 10th. And most of this came up after they got no hit the other night, um, and how they treated the no hitter. So here's how I want to unpack this. Oh, I, feel, I feel like most of it came up even before the no hitter. No, it was, it was simmering. Okay. And then the no-hitter, ha- and we were getting told that we were dopey for being so negative. Right. And then they got no-hit by a journeyman making his 12th career start for basically all the reasons that we said <laughs> they're a flawed team. Right. And so that sort of brought it all to a head because then it was even the most optimistic Met fans were like, Sandy, do something. Sandy Alderson. Do something. Do something. Right. The negativity around this team for you is what? Like, like encapsulate it for me. Because you and I have been going back and forth on this, but I, I really want to clarify this tonight. You want to know why I'm negative? Yeah. Or, is that why you're asking? Is that no, what you're no. What I'm asking is what has your answer been? Because I know what mine has been over the last week in having these you know, conversations with baseball fans and Met fans and Yankee fans. I know what my answer has been. I wonder what yours has. You said, like, you had the guys at work, the Yankee fans giving you grief the other day about how negative you are, et cetera, et cetera. Why are you being so negative? Yeah. It's very simple. And and I'll, I'll let you run with this after. Um, but the very simple reason is that the Mets had an opportunity to take a team that could have been good and improve it and take advantage of a struggling Nationals team that nobody thought would ever happen because they were, they were getting fitted for World Series rings in, in spring training. And then through the first 60 games, they're, they're playing 500 baseball also, which gave them a, a, a golden opportunity to take advantage of a weak division, and they did nothing about it. They did absolutely nothing about it, and that's why I'm so negative about them. And it's not a good team. That's been my answer as well. But I think there's a key point that nobody makes, and that is, so we are the rebuttal from that is well the pitching's great and you, you know the rebuild is underway and you have all this great young pitching and people would sign for your future etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Well and the and the other rebuttal is and they'll make a move when they need to. That's where I was just going. So yeah, they have all this great pitching and all of a sudden now it's going to be about 2016 instead of 2015 because of all the injuries. But also, if we had if I had any confidence that they were going to make a move to improve this team offensively, I wouldn't be so negative. 
Right. Well, how can you not have confidence in that? Because he's never done it. All they have to do is trade one of their pitchers. Right. Everybody would want one of those pitchers. Right. He's never done it. Why Why is this so difficult to understand? And you and I have discussed this. We, I want to be on board with this team. Nothing would please me more than being on board with this team. But I can't because I don't feel like they've they did enough in the off season and now they have they have this opportunity out in front of them. Now, I will counter with this, Cal. What would you have liked him to do? So David David Wright has been out since like April fifteenth. He played like eleven games. Not even. He played yeah, first two weeks of the season. Yeah. And then he's been out. He's been out since like April fourteenth or fifteenth. Right. Okay. It's June eleventh. And I Which know they didn't they didn't plan on the spinal stenosis and all that stuff. It's June eleventh. And you have Eric Campbell and Danny Muno playing third base. Muno. Muno and Ruben Tejada. Yeah, well, now Ruben Tejada, the, the resurgent Ruben Tejada, let's not forget. Yeah, he did have a magnificent five games. That should make up for the last four years. Yeah. So he had a nine-game hitting streak. Oh, he's resurrected. That's clearly. That's, yeah. Well, that's. That's it. Apparently. That's it. He's done. What would I like? To, what would I have liked them to do? Something. Yeah. Just something to improve the team. Get get a better bullpen arm. Get better players for the bench. Trade some of your exit trade what what they should have done what they should have done was make the moves in the off season. Right. Right? They should have when they knew that these pitchers were coming and they had this glut of pitching, they should have traded G then or traded Nice then. Yeah. When they had value before they went out there and pitched like crap and have no value now. Right. You know, you you were so conservative because you wanted to have all of this depth and you just killed the trade value. Sounds just like Ike Davis. But they blew that. So now, coming into the season, now they have all the injuries, and the opportunity is clearly there because the Nats are banged up as well and playing 500 ball, and Steven Strasburg has been terrible. Mm-hmm. And despite the fact that Bryce Harper is the greatest baseball player in the world right now, and we'll let everybody know it, um, you know they're they utterly catchable right now. And you know at some point the Nats are, just like they did last year, going to turn it on. Right. So... What would you have him do in the last three weeks? At a minimum, at a minimum, you've got a, a shortstop down in AAA that's hitting the ball well. He slumped a little bit in May. Now he's hitting again. Bring up Matt Reynolds. Okay. They have, for whatever reason, there's a couple of reasons, but they've refused to even consider bringing him up. Right. They keep bringing say, up Danny Muno and yeah, I shouldn't I shouldn't say they've refused to consider it because they apparently they have considered it and they've deemed well he's more of a long term option, right? So we can't bring him up because he's more of a long term option. Two months later, he's more of a long term option. Well, that doesn't work anymore because Matt Reynolds has been you know David Wright's been out for two months. That sounds pretty long term. So if he's a long term option, why isn't he here? Oh well, he's not on the forty man roster. Right. There's always a reason. There's always an excuse. And if we, it's it's not a reason. It's it's an excuse. You're right. Right. We put him on the 40 man roster, then we have to make a decision about somebody else, and it's much easier to not have to make that decision. So let's just leave him where he is. Yeah, I think I think you hit on something there too that I'd like to talk about, Bry, and that's this idea of putting the best team on the field. 
Like, why, why are we again, again, dealing with an organization that refuses to put its best foot forward to win games now? Why is everything next year? Why is everything two years from now? Why is everything the future? Why They played a game the other night without a backup infielder. No, they played a game tonight. And tonight again, I know. But they had a, they had a choice last night. And they chose not to have a backup infielder. That's inexcusable. They, they chose not to have a backup second baseman, shortstop, or third baseman. I don't under, I just don't understand how they operate this team. Steven Matz is 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 absolutely tearing up the PCL. He's just he's been unbelievable. There's scouts saying that he's just toying with hitters. Right. He's bored. You can't tell me that you, you're going to run Dylan G out there. What is Dylan G owed, by the way? Did I miss a meeting? Do you, know how, do you know how quickly your Major League Baseball pension vests, Cal? You know, you know how long you need in the Major Leagues to get $35,000 for the rest of your life every year? It's not long. It's 30 days. Yeah. Dude, you got a pension. You've done better than you could have possibly imagined. I'm not saying, you know, get... Uh, Take getting sent to the bullpen, you know, uh, and be happy about it. But calm down. Calm down. Yeah. Well, he's part of he's part of that he's part of that old entitled crew of loser Mets no, that have been I don't here like for five it. years. How about I'm going to go do whatever the ball club asked me to do and help them win? How's that? I don't even I don't even care anymore. Yeah. I've been jerked around so much. I don't even care anymore. How about yeah, I'm going to do? How about I'm going I'm to be thankful to get a major league baseball paycheck and go do whatever they ask me to do to win games? Also, you know why you've been jerked around all the time? Because you're Dylan G. Because all right, you're, you're not Matt Harvey. You're a serviceable major league pitcher at best. You're not Jacob Degrom. You're not even Noah Syndergaard. You're Dylan G. So shut up. Look, I don't want this to turn into a Mets bitch fest. Why is it not? Because why not? Because I'm, I'm quite frankly, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Tonight, Eric Campbell, who shouldn't be in the game at all, is playing third base, two outs, makes an error, an inning-ending ground ball, would have ended the inning, makes an error, boots it. John Neese carries on like a four-year-old on the mound <laughs> and promptly gives up a two-run homer to the next batter. Yeah. Classic Neese. I mean, it's, it's, it's vintage. Embarrassing. Yeah. Another entitled loser. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. They're, they're, again, how could you be so negative? Because the team is flawed, fundamentally flawed. Tell me how the offense is – this is what I said to a Yankee fan today. He was getting on me – or yesterday. Getting on me about being so negative. You're tied for first place. I was like, it's June 10th. There's 110 games to go. Or 102 games to go. It's June 10th. Go look at 2011. They were tied for first place in July. Come on. There's 100 games left. You should be excited. You're in first place. There's 100 games left. What is there to be excited about? How And I I challenge this Yankee fan, and, and I challenge Met fans to tell me, too, that I'm too negative. Tell me how the offense gets better. Tell me. And, th- and don't tell me, oh, well, they're going to make a move. They're not going to make a move. 
If they do, I will eat this microphone. And with pure delight that he's made a move. I will happily eat this microphone. I will have such a eating grin on my face eating this microphone because he actually made a move. Microphone eating grin? Microphone eating grin. That's right. While, while you're eating that microphone? Yes. Um, but it, how did it get better? Travis Darno back in the lineup. He gets a couple of hits tonight. He had a hit last night. He's part of the you know the winning rally. Great. Good. But Travis Darno has like 500 major league at bats. Am I going to count on him? That's like in a season. Come on, tell me how they're going to get better. Is, is Curtis Granderson going to get better? That's that that that's it. That's it. Curtis Granderson and Michael Kadire. You can bring in whoever you want to this lineup. If those two guys aren't hitting, it doesn't matter. It doesn't you, matter. If you're telling me that, well, Steve, we know we're going to get David Wright back. You don't. We know we're going to get David Wright. So it comes out tomorrow that David Wright will be back in two weeks. His latest treatment was great. He'll be back in two weeks. Uh, he's not having any problems with the spinal stenosis. He'll do baseball activities. He'll be back in two weeks. And Daniel Murphy is back. His quad feels great. He's going to play some rehab games next week. Should be back next weekend. And uh, and then, uh, oh, they're in the trade market, and they picked up Ben Zobrist. Uh, oh, whoa. Okay. Now now we're talking. Why would they do that if they have David Wright? No, I, I'm saying, or not Ben Zobrist. I'm sorry. Give me an outfielder. Uh, you know, well, you could play Ben Zobrist in the outfield anyway, too. They're by the way, up, they're not going to pick up an outfielder because they've play, got Kadir and They're going to play it, but but I'm saying, if you were telling me this, then I would say, oh, that's that's a great point. Now I'm optimistic. Nobody's going to ever tell you that though. Now I feel great about this team going forward because their young pitching is going to mature and it's on its way. And Stephen Matt should be here shortly. And Jairus Familia has been fantastic at the end of the bullpen. And the bullpen has been better than it is. <laughs> it's going to come back to the mean eventually. hasn't been that great. It's been, it's been okay, though, Cal. Yeah, okay. It has been. It's been better than... Well, I think that's the perfect way to put it, Cal. It's been better than it is. Okay. Like, in, in actuality, what it is, it's been better than that then I would have a reason to be optimistic. Those things are not going to happen. And now, well, you know, now uh, one week everybody wants to get a shortstop, the next week they don't. Next week, Wilma Forrest is fine. The next week they got to go get Troy Tulowitzki. Like, I I just, I, I can't, I'm not emotionally invested in this team, Brian. No, it's it's ruined the season for me. They're in first place. They won again tonight. The Nationals lost. As we speak, the Mets are a first-place team on June 11th, and I could give two craps about and nothing, it. But nothing feels like it. It doesn't nope. feel remotely sustainable. Nope. No, it doesn't. It, th- this team is... I, I just can't see them without David Wright, without Daniel Murphy, who, by the way, you're hearing is miles away from coming back. David Wright. No, Daniel Murphy too. That his quad was worse than than no, they no, said. no, no, no. You have that backwards. It's David Wright. Daniel Murphy's going to come back right at the end of the fifteen days. I read like two days ago that his quad was worse than they had said. No, no, and that he was two more weeks away. No, uh, he he he's due back in nine days. Sandy Alderson spoke today. Oh, okay. I didn't see that today. So somebody. Posted, like a beat guide like two days ago said Daniel Murphy was longer than 15 days. 
I didn't. I'm not. I'm not imagining that. So maybe Alderson cleared it up today. Maybe. Who cares? And and Alderson said today Wright's nowhere near coming back. No, he's got no updates on Wright. Yeah. Dude, he's not going to be back till September. He's not going to be back this year, David Wright. Right. I don't think he's going to be back this year. Okay. So what are they wait? So what are they waiting for? Well, the, well, the trade deadline. It sounds like if you are to believe Sandy Alderson, they are actively pursuing help. They are actively pursuing help, and nobody's selling yet. I did see that. So say what you want. If you you if here look, you want to play the benefit of the doubt game. Let's play the benefit of the doubt game with this jackass. I love right? I love that game. It's the they focus all of their efforts on the draft. Uh, in, for most of May and June, the draft was this week. Well, that's their, you know, Cal, that's their, their thing. Their bread and butter. Their bread and butter. They rebuilt the farm system. It's where they make their bones. Rebuilt the farm system, by the way. It's the number five overall in Major League Baseball. Did you know that? That's it. Their job is done. Yeah. So they've been working on that. Now the draft is over. Now they're looking into the trade market. But the trade market doesn't heat up until July because a lot of teams don't want to sell right now. Because they're still in it, right? Because they're still in it. So fine, you want fine, that's fine. I still am I, don't, am I until until they make a trade. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm not gonna believe in it. Am I'm I not. to believe? Am I to believe they can't focus on the draft and the major league team at the same time? These Most, are Ivy League educated uh, uh, people in these high positions, Cal. Yeah, it sounds like um, it go, it's around the league. It's like that. So even if you wanted to talk trade, the other team might not be willing They're to talk They're too focused trade. on the draft? They're too focused on the draft. Well, that's not a great business model, I feel like. Yeah, because somehow the Angels were able to trade Mark Trumbo or whatever. Yeah. Seattle got Mark Trumbo in the yeah. middle of all and of And Juan Uribe somehow was traded in there, mm-hmm. you know, from the Dodgers to the Braves. That's because the Mets didn't want to trade Dylan G for him. Yeah. Again. But but <laughs> I would trade Dylan G for Emma right now. I really would. Insulting. It's uh, to Emma. To Emma. Of course, <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> em- Emma is more mature than Dylan G. Well, she is. Yes, that's correct. And Johnny's put together. Put together. They were standing on top of each other. I look. If you want to talk about what's going on on the field, watching that no hitter the other night, and I watched only parts of it, um, because I was uh, I, I had a workshop or whatever, so I got out and they were being no hit in the fifth inning, and then I listened to some of it or whatever. It, it was it was emblematic, and and how they handled it, and not a man said they were pissed off. Not a guy said this sucks. You know, I'm angry. Out loud. They may have said it afterward to Andy Martino. That doesn't, you know, privately. That doesn't do anybody any good. After they were given truth serum. And to bitch about the umpire and his huge strike zone. Right. Again, emblematic encapsulation of what this team is. They're supposed to be likable, Bry, and they're not. And that doesn't even touch on the friggin' manager. Doesn't even touch on him. Who really is going to really go like Hal McCray Postal one of these days. 
Why don't you touch on the manager for a minute? There's there's nothing to say. His he because he's wound tighter than a drum. His team has clearly, in certain ways, tuned him out. I think that's clear. I'm so tired of hearing these guys play for him. I'm so tired of hearing they play the right way for him. How many bad plays are we going to see on the base pass? How many times are we going to see Murphy do stupid things? But for him himself, Brian, this has happened at every stop in his career. How is this any different? And he's got the built-in excuse of injuries. What am I supposed to do? Right. What am I supposed to do when they give me no bench? When I have no backup middle infielder? When I have to play Anthony Recker and Danny Muno? What am I supposed to do? And you know what? In that case, he's right. What's he going to do? He is right. But what will happen is He's a convenient scapegoat at the end of the season when yeah. they missed the playoffs. And yeah. everybody's mad. They missed the playoffs. They were supposed to – this was the year they were supposed to make the playoffs. They didn't make it. Okay, well, now you're gone. We'll keep you around for now. Yeah. Because you provide cover. I saw on, like, the MLB network, like, oh, now Terry Collins is on the hot seat. No, he's not. There is no hot seat. They took it out – a long time ago. They took out the hot seat. When Omar was there, he kept the hot seat in the, like probably in a corner of his office. And he would take it out every once in a while. And then he put Willie Randolph on it. And then he put Jerry Manuel on it. There is no hot seat with this general manager. He doesn't care. He doesn't believe in the hot seat. Doesn't believe in it. He's anti-hot seat. It's just... I, there, there's nothing to be done about the manager. My buddy said it perfectly the other day. We were having a discussion about Collins. Which... My buddy Jimmy started with, hey, let's make Sam Pete's head explode. Let's, let's get a look. And it was like a Collins quote, and it was just ridiculous. It was about Curtis Granderson needs to hit some more home runs. Same Curtis, quote. Cur- same Cur- quote. This was contained in the same quote. Curtis Granderson needs to hit some more home runs. But I don't want him swinging for a home run. I What? Yeah, that was the same quote that was talking about Curtis needs to be who he is. That's right. He needs to hit more home runs. I mean, we need to have him hit more home runs. I don't want him swinging for a home run. I, I'm sorry, Mr. Collins. What? 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 Do you, what? I, I got to find the quote because I love it so much. It's so good. Are you ready? <laughs> we need yeah. Curtis to be himself, and that is hit some home runs. I don't want him to try to hit homers, but that is who he is. We know that. What I'd like you to do is hit home runs, but don't try to hit home runs. So accidentally hit home runs? I mean, he's just, he's beyond. Well, he's not going anywhere. So they, so they just got, they, they, they just played perfectly, Cal, into your um, overall riding theory about the team in losing to, they'll lose to good teams always always yeah they won't beat good teams no they come off beating a bad team in arizona on sunday and everybody is dancing around we're coming back home they got a we're, split, we're 21 right? and 8 it's going to be great the fans are going to be behind us and and then what do they do they get no hit they, act, they get they literally don't get a hit 
uh, a 27-year-old making his 12th career start, and they strike out 11 times and six times looking, including the last three outs of the game. Right. That's that's one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen the Mets do. And I've seen them do a lot of disgusting things. Striking out the side in the ninth inning, all looking in a no-hitter. Like, I mean. It's like there's no pride. There's zero pride. No, you. No, I'm not trying to go out there and, you know, sort of break up the no-hitter or anything like that. I'm mean, you know, just trying to get a good pitch to hit and square up. Why are you not trying to break up the no-hitter? No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit and take pictures. I'm going to look at pitches in the ninth inning of no-hitter. been down, looking at pitches all five, night. Down 5 nothing. Yeah, I'm like, just going to look at pitches. It's not like pitch. you're down one nothing, And you're trying to get on base to, you know, scrap through the tying run. You're down 5 nothing. Hey, you want to hear an only the Mets moment? Sure. Right? Love. Is a good time for that? Sure. <laughs> Michael Kadire chipped a tooth on John Mayberry's helmet during his walk-off celebration. How about that? Chip the tooth. Which is, you know what makes it only the Mets? He didn't, it's not like uh, when, uh, was it, Kendris Morales destroyed his leg? Right, he broke his ankle or whatever. Yeah, it's not that. It's not like the catastrophic. It's just stupid. <laughs> like he's chipped his tooth. It's just dumb. Stupid. Right? Now he looks like Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber. Like it's just dumb. It's just a dumb thing to have happen. That's that's what makes it only the Mets. Right. Well, he looks like Jim Carrey's father, grandfather. <laughs> I love I love how old you <laughs> His age changes every time you describe it. Or like every year time old Michael Kadaya. <laughs> right. This morning he was fifty eight. The other day he was fifty three. Like I just it, it, they're all in the fifties. But yeah. it depends on who your audience is. <laughs> like like when how old he is. It's like you can get away with saying like fifty three years old to me, but right. but to the the Yankee fans like Evan and Cal, fifty eight year old <laughs> Michael Kadire. That's what he looks like. I mean, we've talked about it. He looks like a coach. He should probably he take like the, the old uh, He should probably take the ARP magazine out of his back pocket when he goes up to the plate too. That he was just reading on the can <laughs> right before he right before he got into the on deck circle. Like oh. <laughs> You have the uh, the art magazine in your uh, back pocket there, Michael. Is that a Metalert bracelet? A sweater. Is that a Metalert bracelet? <laughs> Odd choice. There's a trainer right here. Probably don't need it. <laughs> You're wearing a sweater. Is that a cardigan over your jersey? It Why puts you the bifocals down around your neck? <laughs> Take them off your eyes. Glasses on the chain. Get the, yeah. Around your neck. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need you to come back from the library. We have a game tonight. Yeah. Please. <laughs> he has dinner at 4.30. <laughs> lay off the Ben Gay. Please. You smell, medic- you smell like medicine. You smell like medicine. <laughs> 58-year-old Michael Gadire. I love that's how he's always officially described now with his age in front of it. His exaggerated age. He can't, you, I, I haven't heard you just say Michael Gadire in like two months. He's just got like soft gray skin. <laughs> smells like medicine. 61-year-old Michael Gadire right? steps to the plate. 
Just got off a bus from Atlantic City. He aged before our very eyes. But seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Get off a bus from Atlantic City. (laughs) He just, I'm sorry. He just looks, he just looks old. He does not look like a ball player anymore. He does. I'm sorry. He looks like a coach. He's 35 years old. He looks like Jake Taylor, for goodness sake. No, worse. He's he's gonna his hair is shockingly gray. Now I tell the gray hair doesn't bother me as much as like just the look of the gray hair. And the, like he's graying around the temples like a wizened old right. like, sage like manager. When he, yeah, right. When he wears a hat, he looks like a coach. <laughs> he's got bags under his eyes. But that's that's how old do you think Tom Berenger was when he did Major League? Fifty? Fifty two? <laughs> Playing, I mean, Jake Taylor's only supposed to be like 33. He looked better than 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 Michael Kadire. That's because Tom Berenger's very handsome. He's rugged. He's rugged. He's rugged, ruggedly right. handsome. That's what you, you look it up in Wikipedia. Rugged, the definition handsome. of rugged actor. Ruggedly handsome actor. It's him and like uh, Selleck now. Selleck's, Selleck's a combo. He's pretty ruggedly. He's rugged, but he's sort of got nice features too. No. Yes. Not a pretty boy, that's for sure. Not a pretty boy. But he's got nice features. Dylan Walsh. (laughs) Dylan Walsh. Dylan McDermott. He's a pretty boy. Dylan McDermott. Jamie Don Weeks. (laughs) I hate the Mets. Hate them. I know you do. Hate them. (laughs) Your first place New York Mets with 61-year-old Michael Kadire leading the way. I hate the, I, I that's really, the way. Well, that's the way everybody describes them to us too. Now the first place Mets. I'm 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 happy to see Darno back, Cal. I watched a couple of his at bats tonight. I did. Yeah, I'll admit it's it. Good to, it's good to have him back. I like there there are there are guys I genuinely like on this team. All it would take is them giving a rat's ass about winning this year, showing me that they give a rat's ass about winning this year. That's all it would take. I feel like I'm in an Alanis Morissette song. Like it's just it's just show me that you care. I don't know that one. <laughs> show me that you care. I don't. I can't. You can't do Alanis, Alanis stuff. That you care. <laughs> you you should care. <laughs> you should care. Won't you show me? I don't know. It's impossible. Lattice is impossible. It. PJ, Peach, come give us the lattice. You, you, oh, I don't know. Did I ever tell you we used to call this? Yeah. Let's have it. There's a big fat That's RQ bonus check. a little bit above my vocal range, son. Yeah. There's a I mean, big... You would do it with as a man, obviously. You don't have to get up into the register. You could. Try. And she decides to go as Lenny. What? Lenny Morissette? She said he said Alanis as a man. Lenny Morissette? Lenny Morissette. Sounds like a Lenny like Morissette. A you want to like know. And I'm here to remind you. The lounge act. Of the mess you left. When you went away, it's not fair. 
to deny me. Lenny Morissette, everybody. Lenny Morissette. And and the and the and the Len tones. <laughs> you, you, you. <laughs> you ought to know. You ought to know. <laughs> that's that De Niro. De Niro. <laughs> De Niro playing Lenny Morissette. There you go. In the movie, show me that you care. <laughs> you. No, no. You ought to know. You should. No, no. <laughs> all right. It's all right. You should know. It's okay. You ought to know. It's all right. A little bit. You should know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to remind you. Okay? A little bit. You should know. You ought to know. It's like rain on your wedding day. <laughs> it's ironic, okay? Now, now, who, where did I go there? Okay. We played today. I went to Mariano Duncan somehow. We played today. We went today, okay? That's it. Um, <laughs> Lenny Morissette. <laughs> and the Lentones. Um, I think uh, I think we're good with the Mets. You feel good? Yeah. By the way, uh, we we know why Kevin Ploiecki has been getting dizzy. Oh no! Oh come on! Hello, hello. A little thing called vertigo. No, he doesn't have vertigo. He had vertigo last year. That's yes. why I said it. Yes, I know. When he, he was at have... what is he? Is he pregnant? <laughs> No, no. Come on. No, he's got clogged sinuses. That's it. So all these MRIs and CAT scans and panic over the last two days, he's got to blow his nose. He's got a he's got a cold. Yeah, essentially. He's a Kleenex. Go to Las Vegas. You're on your way to Vegas. Although no, he can't, I... he can't because he's got clogged sinuses. Can't get on a plane yet. <laughs> so they can't send him back down. They can't send him. Only the Mets. Chip teeth and clogged sinuses. Your New York Mets. Obviously, it's an issue, but now we know what's caused the dizziness, and it's after flying. The pressure of flying has caused him to have the headaches and the dizziness. Super. So, you get to stay with the big club, buddy. You can't play because you're dizzy. You can't, can't play. What you can do is compete in the between-innings contest to to win a pizza by playing the dizzy bat game. And you don't need a bat. We're going to take this lucky fan I mean, from section 123. Great. And you're going to compete against Dizzy Kevin Ploiecki. <laughs> Kevin Dizzy Ploiecki. <laughs> Can we just start calling him Diz Ploiecki? Can we just... Dizzy Ploiecki? Can we just do away with... It's a shame, this kid. <laughs> Diz Ploiecki. Dizzy Ploiecki. That's actually, a, that's actually a great nickname. I saw a um, a really good, speaking of nicknames, I saw a real good, uh, what do they call that, clickbait uh, kind of deal. BuzzFeed? Nah, yeah, it was like a BuzzFeed kind of deal, with, uh, but it was a sports one, the 50 greatest nicknames of all time in baseball. Oh. And uh, there, was, there really are, the, the theory or the thesis was, you know, baseball just sort of lends itself to that and some of the best nicknames are there. Are these nicknames that we would have heard, or are they like oh, yeah, nicknames no. that the players call each other in the clubhouse? I knew pretty much every one of them. 
Like pretty much every one of them you've heard. Choo Choo Coleman? Choo Choo Coleman was not among them. Hmm. Nor was Hot Rod Keneal. Mookie Wilson? No, I think that's his name. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought his name was William. It is William, but he... I think he legally changed it to Mookie at some point. Um, like Hubie Brooks. That's Hubie's his, his name. Hubert. Hubert Brooks. Was right. it Hubert? I thought it was really Hubie. You think so? I don't know. John? But then, no, these were <laughs> John Brooks. We'll call him Hubie. These were like uh, Mordecai Three Finger Brown and... Um, you know, oh. and and even like you know, old Hoss Rad- Radburn, old Hoss Radburn, and um, even like the big unit, like for Randy, but the, it was the story behind the name. What was the story behind that name? The story behind I never knew this. The story behind the big unit for Randy Johnson was uh, when he was with the Expos, like in spring training, they were doing a drill, and Tim Raines, I guess they were doing like a pitcher covers first drill. Uh-huh. And Tim Raines ran into him in it and looked up and said, you are one big unit. Ding! And that was it. That was his nickname, the big unit. That's crazy. Yeah. So it had the derivation of where the nickname came from, which was kind of cool. So where did the Dark Knight come from? Marketing. Mm. Yeah. He didn't really earn that one, I feel like. The one. Like, Thor is is a great nickname. I'm sorry it is. It's fantastic. Especially for him. He looks like friggin' Thor. I mean, well, does. yeah, he does. And now he's playing into it. Like, he's growing his hair out and stuff. Like, no, they, these were great. Like, like the Big Hurt, like Frank Thomas. Where did that come from? That was Ken Harrelson, Ken Hawk Harrelson, saying he put a Big Hurt on the baseball when he would hit a home run. How about Big Poppy? Big Poppy, not on the list. Not on the list. That's probably just because... David Ortiz is Latino, and that's a, a thing. King Felix. Not on the list. Okay. I think that's fairly obvious, King Felix. Oh, why, is he, why is he the king? That's a, isn't a king Fe- wasn't King Felix like a real king? Probably. Like I don't a, know. Of, uh, like King Ferdinand? Or Franz Ferdinand? Dun, dun, ban, dun, ban, 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 ban. Uh, let me see if I can find it, because it okay. was really good. We're not going to talk about the Mets anymore, right? Unless you have anything else, uh, you know, to to throw out there. No. La Grande Orange. That's on there. That's a good one. Yeah, that that's on there. Oh man, let me. The Big Orange Kong. Kingman was not on there again. It's they're all against Kingman. It's not right. Right. Doctor K. Oh man, where is it? It was it was from the other. It was just from the other day. Let me see if I can find it. Um, Doctor K was not on there. I'm just I'm just throwing out old Met nicknames you're just, that we you're had just, over the. Well, there's there's Kid Carter, right? That's on there. Not on there. <laughs> the but you said Met nicknames. I'm just giving you Met nicknames. Oh okay yeah yeah yeah. What's your Hondo, favorite? Frank What's Howard. Your, Hondo, Frank Howard. What's your favorite Met nickname of all time? My favorite Met nickname of all time. Yep. Um, Choo Choo Coleman? 
Is it Juju Coleman? No, it's not Juju Coleman. And Magadan. The hit dog? The hit dog was... Crime dog. Crime dog, yeah, but the hit dog is somebody. They're like, he's somebody. The hit dog is somebody. It is. I don't remember. Um, I think Mike Eastler was the hit man. Mike Eastler was the hitman, absolutely. Right? Yep. He'd kill you if you looked at him the wrong way. <laughs> Literally. Snap your neck. Mike Eastler was terrified. He was scary. He was, I almost caught a foul ball from him, my first ever Yankee game. And you dropped it because he gave you the look. That's right. Yankees-Red Sox. We went to wow. a Yankees-Red Yankees, uh, Yankees Red Sox game, and... Uh, and he hit a foul ball, and I, I almost – I was like eight or nine maybe. And you dropped it. Dropped it. Yeah. Damn it. I dropped it. I don't I don't know who, what my favorite Met nickname of all time is. Here's, a, here's another debate that I happened upon too, the 10 most miserable fan, NFL fan bases. You, you want to guess? Yeah, I can, I can guess this. What do you want me to do from ten to one, or? Yeah, I guess it's. Well, Cleveland is number one. I didn't look at it. Yeah, let's let's put this together. Oh, I'm I'm doing this quickly. Sorry. Go. Let me and it could go with me. Number ten. What do you want me to tell you now? I'm gonna name them down. Oh, um, number ten, miserable fan base, Jacksonville. Just throw, just throw a bunch out to me. All right, Jacksonville. I'm gonna go ahead and play spoiler alert. The Jets are number nine. Okay, Jacksonville. No. Is that on the list at all? No. Or I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't think this is working well. So let me see here. Uh, I just want to up a little bit. Can you still hear me? You're breaking up a little bit. Okay, is this better? <laughs> you're, you're clearer, but you're still breaking up. I think it's because I was looking at the 10 most miserable fan bases <laughs> on on my uh, my on the on the Skype computer. Anyway, the Chargers are number 10. Chargers. Chargers are number 10. Yes. Um, how about Cleveland's on the list? Obviously, they have to be one. Or you're not doing it that way. I'm sorry. No, I couldn't. Because it's clickbait. So you got to go through the cycle there. Uh, so, nobody cares. Nobody cares. But it's the Browns. Right. Detroit, <laughs> I'm sure, is on there. Anyway, the nickname... I can't find the nickname list again. But it was really good. I wish I could find it. Well, maybe for next week. Yeah. We also need to talk about sticker books at some point. We just have yeah, maybe that's two weeks from now. Because Wesley is just knee deep in this NHL sticker book, and it's it's awesome. I'm more I'm more excited at night to do the stickers than he is. And we're starting to well, that's it's close. <laughs> <laughs> we're almost neck and neck. All right, are we good with the Mets? Yeah, let's do a fun load. Let's do the fun load. I'm Here's ready. PJ I'm ready for PJ. We're ready I to I believe hear his you. Voice. Okay, so that is all we're going to do on the sports portion of the program. <laughs> that was the sports portion. That was it. That was it. You got anything on the Jets? Seriously. No, not yet. 
I did, did you see the Cromarty and Kellen Winslow little, yeah, little Twitter feud. war? That's right. I'll tell you, Kellen Winslow, first of all, I would never mess with that guy. He seems no. absolutely insane. He's big, too. Yeah. Second of all, Kellen Winslow with the mic drop. You knew that once Cromarty brought up, you're not as good as your father. Right. You're in big trouble. Yeah. You can't be Antonio Cromarty and have nine kids or 11 kids with nine different women. And, and so Kellen Winslow went full on mic drop and just said, dude, you don't even know who your kids are. You don't even know your kid's name. That really was short-sighted of him to bring yeah, up. Yeah, terrible job. Father. Terrible job. Um, do you have a problem with... Okay, so day one of minicamp, Gino uh, and Fitzpatrick were terrible. Right. Day two, Gino was very good. Fitzpatrick's still terrible. Fitzpatrick's still terrible. Gino throws five straight touchdowns on five straight passes, including a 70-yard touchdown over Revis. Yeah, guess what? That means just as much as him being bad the day before. Exactly. That's all I wanted to get at. Yeah. I had Jet fan uh, friends coming at me after day one saying he's got to be cut. Cool. And then the next day saying, and then I said the next day, well, he threw five touchdown passes. He's an all-pro now too? No. Well, you can't, you just got to ride it out with you Smith. No. You got to ride it out. You're going to have to ride it out as a Jet fan. I'm seeing a lot of good press around them, though, aren't you? Yeah, I am. And I think a lot of that comes from the coach. Yep. I think the coaches were just so well-respected yep. in league circles that you, you can't really write anything bad about them. That and they – I mean, the, the team should be vastly improved. And the general manager, too. People yeah. really like the general manager. Yeah, too. I mean, they they were talking about uh, – was it A.J. Henderson – like, like as one of the signings, whatever, he's obviously had off-the-field problems. But, like, that's gotten no publicity at all. The guy had, like, 122 tackles two years ago. Yeah. And it was a former first-round draft pick. Like, the depth that he has put together, I know on, on uh, Joe Cap's podcast, they were talking about that um, with uh, uh, Chris Dyer from, <laughs> from Metro New York. Yes. Um, but just Chris talking. Dyer, not Chris Dyer. No, he went by Chris. Last night. Oh, we did. Yes. Okay. I believe me. I triple checked. <laughs> um, but just the depth that this team has, as compared to the last two years. Yeah. And the depth that they were able to put together in one off season, is unbelievable. I tell you, I'm feeling good about. I'm feeling good about them. But you got to ride out, Gino. That's it. You just yeah. have to ride it out. We'll see. You were. Are you concerned about Wilkerson, and his happiness? Kind of. Yeah, but not. I gonna play. He's not gonna hold out. He's not gonna hold out. And I came into this off season, or we came into this off season, with no idea who Mike McCagnan was. You know what? I I have I feel pretty good that he's going to do the right thing. I think so. Or how he handles it will be the right way to handle it. Right. I didn't have that confidence. Couldn't possibly coming into the. You know who he was exactly, and I think we know a little bit. More about who he is, or we know a lot more about who he is so far. Um, yeah. And Revis is a jet, by the way. Just your weekly reminder. Just your weekly reminder. Darrell Revis is back with the New York Jets. I have a, uh, a conspiracy theory. If you'd like to hear it, love to. So on day one, the defense dominates. I mean, completely dominates uh, of of minicamp. 
I mean, just the guys have the program down, the communication is down, the secondary had like six interceptions. Like, they're just dominant. I think Bowles went to his defense and said, ease up a little bit on day two. I really do. Interesting. Okay. Let Not let them win, but maybe we don't run this stunt or that look or this coverage today. Let's let them have a little success. I want to see my offense have a little success. It'll be good for their confidence. That's right. Yep. It's an interesting theory. I, I will never will never know. But it's a little conspiracy ish, but it's not that far fetched. You don't think? No. Yeah. It, no. It, uh, no, and only only because. It's such a departure from what Rex Ryan did for five years or six years. Then it would make sense for him to come in and be like, all right, that didn't work for six years. Let's try it this way. Yeah. And I don't I don't need to have my defense destroy my offense every day. Right. You know, um, and, and again, it could be something as subtle as, you know, they're in seven on sevens and they are, you know, the, although the three of the touchdowns were in full team. And saying, all right, I'm not going to call this coverage here. I'm going to give single man on the outside on this, you know, like, I, I don't know. I would love, I, I love the idea. See, then it gets really conspiracy. Though, when I start thinking about, like, Darrell Revis, like, not letting himself get beat on that play, because everything you hear, he's the greatest and most competitive practice player that ever played the game. Right. But maybe just, maybe a little... Maybe realizing how is how important it is that Geno Smith is successful for this team for them to be good, and giving them a little maybe just a little step behind T.J. Barnes or whoever it was that beat him for a touchdown. <laughs> Actually, I think it was uh, the Posey kid. Everybody's really high on this Posey kid. Yeah, that they, that they got from uh, like former uh, out of Ohio State, and um, Connor was talking about him last night on the T.O.J. pod. Kid out of Ohio State, just battled injuries, has all the ability. He's really flashing. Mm-hmm. We're only a couple weeks away from flashing, Cal. Yeah, I know. Only a couple weeks away from training camp. I think, what, like three weeks? Four from weeks? Training camp? Yeah. July, right? Like July, middle, middle, July middle 10th? July. Yeah. They play their first preseason game like August 4th. Yeah. Middle of July. We're getting there, baby. All right. Wow. Let's go to the fun load. Okay. Go to uh, rtusports.com to get this episode, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. If you're listening to this, you probably already have. Uh, Thank you to uh, PJ uh, for being with us at the top of the show and admitting that he sometimes uh, doesn't get good haircuts. Uh, Okay, (laughs) let's do the fun load. Welcome to the Ready to Unload Fun Load. We welcome back. What would you think if I changed that? I wouldn't care for it. Are you considering it? No, I I fear change. Not the uh, 
melody, but a new arrangement, maybe something different. Have you ever heard of Cars for Kids? I love all versions of 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS. That's because you're a communist. There's only one true version of 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. You know it. And I know it. Everybody knows it. It's it the Johnny goes Cash. like this. It's it the is. Johnny Cash version. You know it, and I know it. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. K-A-R-S, cars for kids. <laughs> and the you know rock and roll version, version is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And that's what will happen if you change the fun load. It'll become rock and roll cars for kids? It'll be rock and roll version of cars for kids. Cal's reading through Popular Mechanics again. I don't know what he could possibly be doing. He obviously He's, has a project on the back burner that he can't wait to get back to. Side project. As do I. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. Anna- do tell. <laughs> announcement. Whoa. My wife and I have entered into the, what oh we boy. call, the boring, <laughs> the boring phase of projects. Okay. We did the exciting projects like the kitchen. Ooh, that was a cliffhanger. Awesome. That was a cliffhanger. Just the way we wanted. Yeah. Now, right. Now we're doing... Big things like garage doors. It's a thriller. Siding. Oh, look. You got new siding. It's vinyl. Great. Is it beige? Uh, just, Just a quick question. What else can you get besides vinyl? Siding wise? You could get shingles. Yeah, what? Aluminum siding. Aluminum. Who sells aluminum siding anymore? Danny DeVito and Richard Dreyfuss. I got a guy, I got a guy right. in Tin Men. Okay. What about that movie? this week? Yes. I saw that in the theater. You can, I'm just saying you can get aluminum siding. Not that anybody would want to. What about shingle? Anybody got shingle anymore? Asbestos shingles? <laughs> the things that were made of asbestos? Yeah, but that's what I got. I still got that on my house. Do you really? Yeah. No, you at don't. Least, at least the ones that haven't fallen off. <laughs> I do, I swear. We haven't done the siding project yet. It's a thriller. It sounds like a real humdinger, <laughs> that one. The siding project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what... Your uh, siding project is going to cost more, Cal, because you've got asbestos. Yeah, I know. And it's right. harmful to dispose of. Starring John Stockwell. No, well, don't even try to... You know You know what they John. told me when I had a broken asbestos John tile Stock. in my house? They told me to bury it. <laughs> in, your really? own, in your own yard? They said in bury it in your backyard. It's, they said it's not illegal to bury it. But if you dispose of it and dispose of it wrong, you can get in a lot of trouble. It's like, are you going to have asbestos poltergeist then? <laughs> like, oh, I, I, I left built that the house in my rearview mirror. On asbestos. Did you tell them we're doing as best as we can? Oh, man, Cal. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. Oh, no. No. Negatory, good buddy. What? We're doing as best as we can. Letty Morris said, everybody. There he is. 
Copa next week. And uh, well, bananas. A, a lot of Sunday. times they'll, they, they'll cover the asbestos siding, but they won't pull it off. Right. So your house <laughs> just gets thicker and thicker. That's right. They just push the asbestos closer to the house. <laughs> That's right. They compress it right. and, and make it fine. It's concentrated like cooling. <laughs> I love that you guys, uh, you and Tina, are always this way with projects. Like, you title them. I'm sure there's a short presentation uh, that's, that's worked out. Absolutely. This is, oh, this is what we do. Yeah. We're constantly Prestige doing worldwide. something for the house. <laughs> Prestige Worldwide presents the Garage Door Project. They're all narrated by Tom Bosley, somehow. Just I just showed my son a scene from Step Brothers, Prestige Worldwide. Right? Boats and hose. You wanted? He no, I didn't show him that. I showed I showed him Pow. When, oh, when Rob Riggle keeps keeps yelling Pow into Will Ferrell's face. Catalina wine mixer. Pow. Pow. Is he saying Pow? Pow. All right, I'm, I'm trying to, to give my son the right cultural touchstones for his life. That's a good one. That's an excellent one. I, all right, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I've only seen that movie once, and I had a very hard time getting through it. Watch it again. All right. It's fantastic. All right. I order it's you to fantastic. watch it again. It, it, it and and holds up on rewatches. It was the yelling. I just it was there was so much yelling. I was in a bad place. I need to watch it again. Watch it again. Yeah, that's Please. fair. That's fair. I was in a very dark place. Peach, what do you have for us on the fun load tonight? I just walked away from a movie feeling very, uh, I can't say let down. Okay. But feeling extremely neutral about a movie that I thought I would not be neutral about. Inside Llewyn, Llewyn uh, I can't even say his name, Inside Lewin Davis. Wow. We're going to have a problem. Neutral. Why? Did you see it and you weren't neutral, Steve? I saw it in the theater. and uh, Right I, after it was over. I, I did. <laughs> yeah, he did. I made the call because I loved it. And it's Cohen brother. What's wrong with you? Are you sick? <laughs> I might be suffering a little depression. I'm not sure. Then that movie's right up your alley. I thought it was, um, I thought he was excellent. Yes. What's his name? Oscar, uh, Oscar Isaac? Oscar Isaac, yes. That guy's good. Yes, he is, and he's in the new Star Wars. Good to know. Yes. He, um, he's in the new Star Wars, yes. He's, um... He's one of the uh, that's that's my little guy is in a big big boy bed. What's he doing? Singing? He is, he he quickly discovered how fast he can get out of the big boy bed and get to the door. Yeah. And it's and it's faster than we can get into the bedroom from our bedroom. Yeah. And so he's yeah. just been, he's just been getting up, just getting that's up. Awesome. Is he performing stand up right now? He's doing a quick a quick five spot. <laughs> um, he's not happy, not pleased with uh, the whole organization. 
to be honest with you. Um, Let me tell you something about the Velcro tabs on diapers, ladies and gentlemen. They don't work, is what I'm saying. They don't work. This is straight Lewis Black right now, yes. (laughs) And then I'm put in the bed without my champ. By the way. Little uh, guy. His animal is champ. Wesley has sport. He has champ. Could I could I have more boys? Like sport, sport and champ. You need Scout and Sparky. <laughs> yeah, they they're also in a 1920s uh, gambling movie. Sport and champ. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go get sport. All right, champ. Um, so you didn't like Inside Lewin Davis? No, but Peter was going to say something. I think we interrupted him. Yes, go on, Peach. Sorry. Oh, I just want—I wanted to take a moment to talk about how good my instant Lewis Black was uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> we need to revisit that. We need to revisit that. It, it was in the middle of that dark, dark episode. Oh my goodness! That uh, was—that was, that was heavy. Oof! Did you ever find out what happened to that girl? Yeah, did we? Did I we check. check the news? She's not dead. She's not dead. Oh wait, you, and you did she, find out. Yes. Wait, how if did she's what? dead? If if she's dead, RCU, where it, are they now? <laughs> if she's dead, it's a cover up. RTU, are they dead? Because I checked, I checked, I checked every paper, every obit, and every police blotter I could, and there was no mention of anything. You didn't know her name. It didn't matter. It, I knew where the incident happened, and on the night, it would be very easy to find. And nothing. Couldn't find it. Nothing. No mention. And you're sure this happened? I did not hallucinate it. It absolutely okay. happened. Yeah, because you were pretty clear about it. And it happened minutes before when you were relaying the story. The adrenaline was hitting me hard because I was absolutely certain that I had seen something terrible and tragic. You were, I remember you speaking quickly. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I was loud and boisterous. and right, with, uh, with an odd cadence. And we went into other directions. We went into nearly, you know, times we've nearly killed ourselves and uh, best car accident stories. I mean, it went... We, <laughs> It was definitely... We all the, went there. Yeah, it was definitely... We all... It played really, really well in the... Uh, <laughs> in On the West Coast, it did. And that was... I, I listened back to it, Peach. I was a little upset. Cal wanted no part I, of that episode. Honestly, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, so did it's I. It's a pretty good listen. It's an interesting listen, because you're you're in it. And, and, and the car honking is right out of, like... A Foley editor couldn't have done a better job. That's just it. I mean, I'm standing curbside with the microphone. I mean, that's <laughs> that's what made the whole thing work. Speaking of, uh, I, let me throw this out there because I threw it out to the guys this morning, and I, I want to get your take on it, Peach, and, and your further take on it, Cal. But I, I <laughs> we had a morning in this household that was straight out of a, a reality show. It really was. Like, it could not have been more of a reality show. Just with every cliche that a producer would throw at a family trying to just get out the door for school and work. It was unbelievable. I bet you I can name a a cliche that was missing. 
that's what, first of all, great. First of all, I want to check, PJ, you, you had to have had mornings like this where you literally are like, I said to Teresa, I was like, you were, you were great this morning, by the way, on that reality show that we didn't agree to be on. You were really, you were really <laughs> good today. It was, it was just, un- I mean, with, you know, complete with the boys fighting over a Mickey Mouse guitar. So, you know, whose is it? Because Casey's in a mind phase. <laughs> and then having to explain to Wesley that, you know, mines is not a word. But it is a word, but it means a landmine, and that's a totally different thing. And mines is, well, she says mines at school. Well, she's wrong. And then, of course, I have to correct myself and be like, look, she's a very smart girl. I'm sure she'll figure out at some point that mines is not a word. And now, though it is a word. <laughs> now, now I'm, in, I'm in this loop now trying to explain the word and also not have him run to, you know, run back to school and say to this girl, mine is not a word, by the way. My dad told me today, and you're using it. And dad thinks and, you're stupid. And, and you're an idiot. And you're wrong. So that happened. They're arguing over whose guitar it is, and then and, and they want to both play hockey. And I mean, it was just unbelievable. And Wesley won't get dressed, and then this one won't eat, and that one, it was unbelievable. Like, one thing after the other, just... <laughs> Amazing. And you're asking me, have I ever had a morning like this? No, I'm asking you how often those mornings are, and do they get better as the kids get older, and or less frequent? My, my answer is they started in 2006, and we're still waiting for them to abate. Okay, great. Yeah. But, then, do, you, but do you have the, the, the recognition moment of it? Like I was walking Wesley to school... After it's you know it's all over, and I was like, "Holy cow, that was we were just unwittingly on a reality show, oh sure, okay, good, oh sure, I mean yeah. we we end up actually performing for the neighbors <laughs> sometimes the situations get so crazy that like I'll open up the kitchen window and yell out, "Yes, it's true, my daughter's not brushing her teeth today, and then close the window <laughs> so, that, so that everybody knows. Cal, give me a give me a scenario we missed this morning. Uh, you tried to uh, blend a smoothie and the blender top wasn't on. <laughs> no, but Teresa did make a smoothie this morning. She did, <laughs> but, but successfully. So you're right. The producers failed there. They should have rigged. Yeah, they should have rigged, rigged the top it. there. That's so per- like that's perfect. Popped up, right? Yeah, we're, we're all four of you trying to walk past each other in the bathroom. Yes. And we only have, and we only have the one. <laughs> Wesley, forget about walk past. Wesley elbowed Teresa out of the way <laughs> to the point where Teresa said to him, "You just <laughs> all I hear is this from the bathroom, dude. You're just gonna elbow me." <laughs> you said that to him. <laughs> that to Wesley. Our four and a half year old is the dude in this equation. Dude, you're just gonna elbow me? (laughs) Uh, It was it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Did the baby um, take the colander full of spaghetti on the (laughs) on their head? (laughs) Wrong meal though, Cal. No, but he he did take out take out the colander. He did. Yes, came into the kitchen. Dad, dad, take it. I do. I do. I help while I'm making coffee. Took out every pot and pan, laid them all out. 
Casey, please don't do that, buddy. Come on, don't do that. <laughs> Later on in the morning, he doesn't want to eat breakfast, wants raisins, and is leaving a trail of raisins all over the house as if he's lost. <laughs> I'm sorry, I interrupted PJ. I want to. I said, I said, Casey, did you? Are you gonna forget how to get to your bedroom? Is that why we're doing this? It was like one for the mouth, one for the floor, one for the mouth, and he goes, Dad, I eating raisins. I'm like, you're not really, actually. You're eating raisin. And then dropping a raisin, then eating a raisin. <laughs> Go ahead, Peach. I was going to say, uh, was breakfast prepared uh, quickly and efficiently, and then you turned around and they decided it wasn't what they wanted? Ooh. That's correct. Like, here's your French toast. I wanted cereal. Yep. Right, and, and like angry that you made them French toast that they liked yesterday. That's right. Always. Right. Wesley, what do you want for breakfast? Cereal. All right. You want Fruit Loops? Yeah, Fruit Loops. Pour the Fruit Loops. Get the milk. Put it in front of them. Nope. Not feeling. Not 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 feeling it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's another thing I yell out the window. By the way, restaurants okay. closed. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, okay. restaurants closed. But Dad. I want toast that's not toasted with butter. Okay, buddy. What am I going to do with these these Fruit Loops here? And of course, I don't eat carbs, so I can't eat them. So there's Fruit Loops. Casey, you want Fruit Loops? Yes, Dada. Put the Fruit Loops in front of them. No good. And then they're on the floor. It's all happening in the span of an hour and fifteen minutes. Did the kid run out to the bus still with a face full of Nutella? <laughs> no. No. From last night. Right. It's Nutella from last night's dessert. Yeah. It was just I, I, I know we don't do, you know, daddy parent stuff, but it was just it it was it's more a or one of the reasons I bring it up is we're so programmed because of reality television to make that comparison. Right. Like ten years ago I didn't have that comparison to make. Well, it's sitcomish too. It's like a modern it's, family. But but it's episode. not sitcom. It's not sitcom to me. It's reality show. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah, because it's sitcom would be like the spit take or the oh like yeah it would be over the top. Yeah, this is just like harassment. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's children sit- yelling at their parents and getting away with it. That's right. This right. Is, yeah, the sitcom is like I step on a rake on my way out, you know, to take Wesley to school. And the sprinklers go off and Yeah. Right. This this is Wesley just outright refusing to get dressed. Just outright. Dude, you're gonna seriously elbow me. <laughs> dude, you're gonna, dude, you're gonna seriously elbow me? This is so great. <laughs> and Wesley's like, sorry. Like he's fifteen now too. Like Sorry. Attitude. Yeah, it's copping a total attitude about it. Sorry. <laughs> God, I hate my parents. God, yeah. Oh, please. Go put on radio. Cal, do your daughters do your daughters tell you get to uh get out of their bathroom when it's the morning? Like if you're in yes. there let's say and you needed a Q tip or something? Right, or if I had to use the bathroom, God forbid. <laughs> Heaven yeah. forbid you you yeah. need to to use it. Right. No. Well, yeah, well, that's right. God forbid you close the door. Right, yeah, no. I noticed that uh, a daughter in particular will go absolutely nuts about that. 
Right, even though we have another bathroom. Works just as we? well. Yeah. Just as well, no. They can't, they can't take the ten steps to the other side of my tiny house. <laughs> Wait, the bathroom. are you on Tiny House Nation? No, I don't have a tiny house. <laughs> I, I don't have a tiny house. I have a very small house. Can we discuss? Can we? Can we discuss Tiny House Nation, please? I want to discuss this with PJ. What? Do, what is your? What is your take on Tiny House Nation? I love tiny houses. Are you fascinated by this? I'm sort of fascinated if, by it. If I could, I'd be building them and selling them myself. Give me. It seems. It seems like a good racket to be in. Give both of you guys. Give me your top like. Tiny house. No scenario. No, but give me, give me, you know the shows like we're talking about. Like, give me your top, like, fascinating shows that you find yourself watching. I'll give you an example. I watched, like, um, recently, I think it was on HGTV, like a boat home show. Yeah. Like houseboats. Like, like awesome houseboats. I am in. I am locked into that show. And, yeah. oh, that, that one watch. has a pool table. Like, they put a pool table on a boat. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. But it's awesome. But it's tremendous. Yeah. Give me, give me, give me, give me a couple of those. I'll watch anything about house flipping. Really? House flipping disasters. House flipping of luxury homes. <laughs> house flipping. Flipping out houses. where the, the guys. Are, well, there's one. The flipping out is where the guy's the house flipper, but he goes to therapy because he's abusive to his staff and his housekeeper. Yeah. What what channel is that on? That's flipping out. Flipping out is is on Bravo. Oh, I get the title, Cal. I don't know what channel it's on. <laughs> so, in parentheses, you're crazy. You're crazy. Oh, that's that's brilliant. Oh, you I would guys, totally watch. You watch Million great... Dollar Listing. Million Dollar Listing uh, didn't. No, it didn't grab me. There's a fine line for me with those type house shows of. Extreme interest and extreme disgust. Yes. Like I can't, for example, the New York real estate shows, like the New York City ones, I cannot watch. You don't even want I, to know that apartment's out there. I immediately abhor these people. Yeah. I hate them so much. Flames. I can't. I can't stand them. I can't stand what they want to do to their apartments, what they're getting for two point six million dollars. I can't. A fourth home for his thirty fifth birthday, and I thought it would be really special if we could find one in (laughs) Midtown um, with an indoor waterfall. (laughs) (laughs) And they'll get it. And they'll get it. Yeah, no. Cue the music. There it is. It's already made. Yeah. What's available? I, I can't watch those. I can't. The one that I'm fascinated by is Bar Rescue. Really? Yeah. Oh I, I just, my God. I, I get a kick out of that guy. So you like, like the guy, guy or the con- or the concept? I just the whole thing just seems so. Um, PJ, you've seen it, right? I like Bar Rescue. Yes. Yeah. I like the guy. Okay. The guy, the guy is the, what's his name? Jonathan Tapper. JD Tapper. He's gonna yell at you, but he's gonna yell at you in a different way than Gordon Ramsay. You're thinking of JD Dapper. JD Dapper, yes, my BBC bad. News. I am a mess tonight with names. Like, 
Gordon Ramsay will yell at you because you're an idiot and you should be shut down and set on fire. This guy will yell at you because he's pleading with you, pleading with you in the most desperate way. You're ruining your life. You're ruining your life, exactly. Right. right. So it's 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 more from a place of like, look at you, put yourself together. You could do yeah. better than this. Look at her. She's stealing from the register. How could you let this happen? She's doing it right in front of your face. <laughs> yeah, the guy is, the guy is the guy is world weary. He's right. not gonna take it anymore. D. Snyder? Um, I uh, I have not watched the... I, I will say this. If you guys aren't Niagara Falls over uh, Robert... Uh, what's his name? The Restaurant Rescue one. Guillaume? Robert, no, not Robert Guillaume. He does Robert not need Guillaume's to be mentioned. Restaurant Rescue. <laughs> That's a hit. His co-host is Dave Coulier. <laughs> Anybody with a French-sounding name. <laughs> Robert Keown and Dave Goulet. <laughs> Le Restaurant Rescue. Le Restaurant Rescue. Um, no, the... What's Chloe the Stephanie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Alanis Morissette. And Alanis... And, and Lenny Morissette. Lenny Morissette. No, um, what's the, what's his name? Robert, uh, the guy with the huge arms there. The uh, he's not Australian. He's uh, Irvine. Robert Irvine. Thank you. Yeah. That that show is Niagara Falls. Every time I watch it. Really? Oh, it just gets me every time. That's crazy. I like that show. That I like the restaurant rehab or what is it? Uh, Can I, I tell you something? That show gets turned off every time it's on here because my wife does not like that man. He's so yeah, I've never I've well. never gotten to see an episode of that one. He's what's wrong with him? He's a delight. He's changing people's lives. Okay, yeah, but, but she doesn't like him. Wear, I don't know why. He doesn't have to wear such an ill fitting shirt every week. See, if you had yeah, the guns I, in Navarone like he does, you would be wearing one. The shirt is the shirt is a problem. Hey, this is America. He's got the right to bear arms, my friend. And he's oh, gonna oh. and he's gonna show him off, baby. <laughs> I did the best as best I could. As best as we can. <laughs> That's a good name for a show. As best as we can. <laughs> that an asbestos removal team. <laughs> you know what other reality kind of shows I like? I like the ones where they go to Alaska and meet and meet nut jobs who are yeah. roughing it in Alaska. Oh, you're one of those guys. You like those shows? Well, you know what? My son got me into them because he was watching one where a guy was hunting a moose for three episodes. <laughs> the same moose? Same moose. That is one elusive moose. <laughs> well, yes. Moose moose are hard to hunt. But how can, as, how as can we that found be? out. Why are they hard to hunt? Because you can't get close to them. So, you oh, you know, you, you got to be three. unavailable. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> they're hard. Yes, yeah, you can't relate. Why is this moose so don't... standoffish with me? Right. What are you talking did about? Each, did each of the first two episodes end with like you think that he's got the moose, but you got to turn in, and then and the next episode he he got away, and then they start each all over episode, again. Each episode, 
each episode ended with this guy talking about what's going to happen to him if he doesn't have meat stores for the week for the winter. Oh. Because he's so remote, even his snowmobile full of gas can't get him out to buy food once the winter gets bad. So he needs at least six weeks of meat in his freezers before the one, snows. One moose would supply that? Yeah, he's alone. A moose is like 650 pounds. <laughs> at least. That's a small one. A mini moose. It's a mini I guess moose. I don't have any frame of reference. Who's <laughs> Mickey Moose's girlfriend? Mini moose. As a matter of fact, the sled that he had attached to his snowmobile for bringing in the moose, should he have shot it, was like ten feet long. Wow. So these are so yeah. it's it's serious. Like he's got to get this moose, or he's got to get the though, moose, right? or he's not eating. Did he get the moose? Uh, he did. Spoiler alert. Whoa. <laughs> Back up. I DVR'd all of these. I don't even... What's the name of the show? Alaskan Moose Hunt. <laughs> yeah, it's... There's, there's a bunch of them. Life Below Zero is one of them. There's another one with Alaska in the title. Moose on the Loose. Moose on the Loose. Oh, I wish that was the title. Oh, please make it moose on a loose. Moose on a loose. <laughs> those are um, great, man. Yeah, they are. Those are those are super cool. And Ice Road and Truckers. Ice Road Truckers was interesting. That's fun to watch. Yep. Never saw that one. I like the. Um, I also can get involved in a uh, future car show, like a show about like a future car. Or a couple of future cars I can get involved in. Like on Cars Network or whatever. Yeah. And it'll be like uh, this prototype Dodge. And, and I don't, I'm not, a, I am the farthest thing from a car guy. Furthest? Farthest. I'm really far away from being a car guy. Mm. And But those like future cars fascinate me. <laughs> so how about, so I, I can get into that. How about the storage shows? Storage Wars? No, no, no. Porn Stars? No, I can't do it. No, I like Storage Wars. Although I like the PBS show. What's the PBS show? Roadshow, Antique Roadshow? Yeah. I like that, yes. <laughs> I, I like this. American Pickers. I like the guys who go to people's backyards and gather their yeah. junk. And oh, get I love that show. Love that show, too. I liked American Pickers for a while. We watched a lot. We watched that show a lot. Those guys are fun. Here's a typical scene from American Pickers. Boy, man, if this guy has some road signs, we're going to get real excited. Oh, Chuck, look, he's got road signs. Oh, man, Murray found some road signs. <laughs> I hope he doesn't overbid on them. Dude, you're going to make a lot of money today. Oh, no, man. I think he's going over his head. <laughs> he bid too much. Um, Fantastic stuff. Yes, I, I dig that as well. Um, I'm going to have to wrap the show, boys, because I have a uh, I have an issue over here. So I'm going American to have to... Criers. American Criers. On the next American Screamers. Casey's doing his 1230 set, and it's... Uh, Ooh, it's it's very blue. It is, he is working completely blue here. So uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and wrap it. Go ahead. My, my wife comes out here and smacks me. 
Um, Fantastic. Yeah. PJ, final unload. Final unload is this. Game of Thrones is ending. Veep is ending. And Silicon Valley is ending. But fear not and do not despair. True Detective is coming. Cal, have you seen the first True Detective yet? No, not yet. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. All right. You're going you're gonna to thank us. I will accept that assignment. Do it, America. Get ready for True Detective. Cal, final unload. I'm going to the Mets game next Monday, even though I hate them. For one specific reason. One specific reason to welcome Jose Reyes back to New York. Jose Reyes back to New York for two nights only. So we're going to go say hi to Jose next week. Nice. But I hate the Mets. Yes. And my final unload is um, just to go back to Silicon Valley. Just unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. You should really watch Silicon Valley. I, I, Peach, I can't tell you how hooked I am on that show. Season was oh, yeah. phenomenal. The arbitration episode was insane. The arbitration episode is unbelievable. So go watch Silicon Valley. All right, that's all the time I have for PJ and Cal and Steve. We'll see you next week. Good night, you boys. Bye. Oh, good night. Isn't your favorite reality show the New York Mets? <laughs> Moose on the loose. Followed by as best as we can. (laughs) It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.